are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we are back after a very long, 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 long time. And we're about really. to go into another one. Yeah, about to. What's it been, like two weeks? Uh, it feels two like. Weeks. Two weeks. Two um, weeks, and then we're going to do this show, and there's going to be two more weeks we're not doing a show. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, I, I, it, It's odd. Well, we, we've done this show since, uh, I think, 2018. And again, for any of you that are, that are new to the show, realize there was about 250 episodes that no longer exist, and they will never come back. Uh, but those those episodes are gone. Oh and, crap! Uh, oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, what did you, you know, did, did you get a little on you over there? Or something. I, there, I, I did press the F button. We're okay. Okay, good. As long as we're recording, we're good. No, that was your that was your response when something screwed up and we have to start over. And I was like, damn it! No, no I don't want to have to start good. this thing over. We're good. I like our listeners, but not enough to have to do it over again. Um. But no, so we've been doing the show since I, uh, January, I think, of 2018, and it's really weird when we go a week without doing it. Like, I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel weird. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's, a, if it's just because I don't remember what a Friday night without, the show, without recording the show was like. I don't know if it's like this weird responsibility thing, but there's something going on where I feel weird. I feel really weird when, when we don't do the show. Um, so I am, I'm glad that we're back, but yeah, then, we're, then there's going to be a couple of weeks that we can't. Um, in two weeks, it's because we're, well, we're, we're going to another concert, but it was ultimately, I'm going to New York so that we could go to the, um, Wasp concert that was of course canceled because, you know, Blackie decided that his own personal health is more important than my ability to see them, which, uh, we, we could discuss that, you know, another time. Uh, but I, I think that just cause he's old and had to have surgery doesn't give him any right to deny me my, my no, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, that show is not going on. But uh, we will we'll be hanging out and all that all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess we should just kick right into this. And I, and I know uh, some of you li- that listen to the show follow us on social media. Some of you don't. Uh, in fairness, we are not a uh, very heavy social media show. Um, one thing about this show is, uh, you know, we, we've said it from day one, we don't make any money off the show, but because of that, we don't put any money into the show. And so we don't do any advertising. We don't, we don't spend any money on social media, but also this, this show is not our job. And it's just something where this is a podcast. It's not a social media channel. So while I understand that the two kind of go together, social media is just not something we put a lot of time and effort into. So I guess what I'm saying is if you don't follow us on social media, go ahead and do it, you know, at the Heavy Metal Hangover, Facebook, Instagram. But realistically, those social media channels are just, we've always kind of said it's just a good way for listeners to be able to interact with us. It's not exactly something we use that heavily. So... I don't expect all of our listeners to have been following us, and if that's the case, then you you know wouldn't have heard this. 
So I will I will try to save you from a very long story, but as uh, as anybody that's been listening to the show knows, uh, the reason we weren't we didn't do the show last week was I was going to Vakin, and if you followed anything about the festival, you know that the weather in northern Germany was really bad, and it had been raining nonstop for a few weeks, and by the time it was time for Vakin. The campgrounds were essentially destroyed. On Monday, the day of the festival, not the day the bands wouldn't have started until Wednesday, but Monday, they told, after a while, they told everybody, they're like, if you are in a car and you are on your way to Vakin and you're not already here, turn around and go back. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow, but turn around and go back. And then Tuesday, it was like, you can't come in a car, but if you can show up, but public transportation will let you in. And then Wednesday morning, it was no one else is allowed in. So something like 35,000 people were basically sent home to not be able to go to the show. Now, I am not going to get into did the festival organizers do this? Should they have blah, blah? I don't want to get into that conversation. And the reason I don't want to get into that conversation is, quite frankly, I only know as much as anybody else who watched it. like, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I don't know if they did the right thing. I don't know if they were being irresponsible. I don't know if they were just doing the best they could. I, I don't know, so I don't want to comment on any of that. What I will say, though, is on Tuesday, when they told everyone you can come as long as you don't bring your car because it's too wet, we can't get cars here, we decided that we would make the drive from Amsterdam to the show. Now, first of all, I need to clarify. The funniest part of it was it Charlie Brown rains on Vakin. Meaning the village, which is 20 minutes away, the sun was out and it was dry. It was only raining on the festival. So it Charlie, Charlie Brown rained on the festival, which is, I don't know, kind of funny. But anyway... We get to the uh, we get to the village. Oh, by the way, I got to tell you a little sidebar story that's um, that that's kind of funny. We were at so we found a parking garage, right? And we, um, you know, we're we're, we're we, we parked and we're trying to figure out like how long can we be here? How much does it cost? But we're figuring, all right, look, we're gonna park there for now. We'll take the shuttle into the festival tomorrow. We'll bring the shuttle back out. And if we have to move our car, we'll move our car or whatever, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and as we're, this is just funny to me, as we're, as we're leaving, like we're, the, the three of us that were traveling, we are talking about this parking garage. We're like, I don't know, can we park here? And then all of a sudden, we hear, we hear this like voice, seven euro parking, seven euro for the day. And we're like, wow, that's interesting. And then we hear it again. And we're like, wait a second, are, is this a recording? Like, what is going on? And um, all of a sudden, then the one guy that's with us looks up and he's like, is this an ad or are you a person? <laughs> and all of a sudden, we hear this German guy talking to us. So we found out that we don't know where he is, but he's been listening to our entire conversation. <laughs> and he starts talking to us. And I am envisioning... 
this guy looking like the keyboardist in Rammstein. <laughs> if you don't know what I mean, look up the keyboardist in Rammstein. Um, where, you know, like, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm envisioning this guy that works at a, um, uh, that, that, you know, he works at a, um, uh, a parking garage, but he's overdressed and, you know, whatever. He's in like a tuxedo? I was assuming. <laughs> I don't know. A- anyway, anyway. It'd be really interesting for me to go to Germany. The only reason why I say that is because my only exposure to German accents is from World War II era movies. So, like, well, I'd picture this guy going, seven parking, seven euro parking, yeah, come here, park, Well, yeah. no, no, no. See, that, that's why this story is so good, though. <laughs> no, no, the reason this story is so good, and I didn't even get to the good part of the story. Like, in my mind, I'm, I'm envisioning this guy, like, because it's in Germany. So, the parking attendant's probably in a tuxedo, right? But here's the best part. So my friend goes, well, can we park here all week? And we got the most German response ever. He just goes, of course. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my God, did he just say, of course? Like, <laughs> what you were saying, like, you know, the stereotypical what you expect someone in Germany to say, you know. Braunschweiger. Like, <laughs> like, of course. Like, if you're in France, you know, they're hoping, wee, wee, ho, ho, stupid American. Like, oh. if they don't say stupid American while you're in France, like, you, why, why go? I always well, love that Simpsons scene where where there where somebody I think it was Bart walks into the French class and they all start laughing and the teacher goes uh 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 in Francais and they all go ha 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 that's my point. So anyway, we heard some German guy go, of course, of to course. us over a speaker, you know, because he was listening in on us. It, it was cool. Anyway. That's so that's anyway. also incredibly German, the fact that he was listening in on you. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. It was the most German experience ever. It was awesome. Like, the highlight, pretty, one of the highlights of the whole trip was, of course. Of course. Well, and of course, my friend, like, are you real? <laughs> am I talking to a person? Of course. <laughs> or am I talking to a well-placed advertisement? Like, it was really weird. And, um, because you got to realize there was no one there. We were talking to a speaker. <clears throat> anyway. So... We get there, and we wait about three hours to get on the shuttle. And as soon as we get on the shuttle, like, we feel like we, 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 we won. We were victorious. We made it. You know what I mean? Like, all the work to get here, like, we finally get there. We get to the show, and I will tell you that my opinion of how wet and disgusting it was was definitely not as bad as what it actually was. To the point where, from the entrance to our tent, and mind you, we rented a tent. Rented so a tent. We got, we got like actually, what's funny is the guy actually said to us, he's like, "In the world of Vakin, you are the uh, you're the upper class because <laughs> you got the good tent in the good area." We were as like one of the first tent spots to the entrance, and it took us over an hour to walk there. Because it was so muddy and so hard to walk. Um, so anyway, we get there. We go in. We, we, we get a schnitzel, literally. Um, drink a couple of beers. We go back to the tent. And we spend the night. And in the morning, we decided to leave. And I will, I, I will, I will explain why we decided to leave. And, and I don't really want, I don't want to, by the way, after this little discussion, I don't want to talk about Vakken again because it's been over talked about and, that, and that's fine. But look, I just don't want to re- talk about 
Yeah, I still no. No, we realized <laughs> that like the bathroom was not far away. Now, if you're camping, and there's actually bathroom, like you use the bathrooms, right? It's the holy grounds there. It's what they call it. They don't want you like you know urinating on the grass and all that. You know, go over there. It's not I a heard, big deal. I heard the people though. I mean, I was I was kind of following this because I was kind of worried about you guys because I you saw like it all of, we were able to. What's that? You probably followed it more than we were able to. But I saw all of these like warnings and like weather warning and everything else, so I was kind of like worried because I, I was seeing updates and people were saying they're sitting in traffic for like thirteen hours and stuff, and they were yeah. sleeping yeah, overnight had, in their cars. L- luckily, that was the day before we went. Um, but but and, what what made me remind that is people were saying literally they were going and taking craps in open fields because that's the only place they could do it. Right. Well, so my problem was this: we got there and we're like, wait a second. The bathrooms are a couple of hundred yards away, and it's an hour walk to get down there because it, it's so hard. Like, when you're, when you're pulling your boot out of the mud with every step. And you're I got like to walking thinking, like Frankenstein. Yeah, well, I or got to Doyle. thinking, I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. If it is that hard to walk to the, to walk to the bathrooms, I don't think most people are going to be willing to do it. Which means they're going to – nothing worse. Like, normally if you're camping, like, if someone takes a leak outside in the grass, like, you don't care. The problem is it's so wet. (laughs) The problem is when 60,000 people take a leak in the grass. Well, when 60,000 people take a leak in the grass, it's not nearly as bad as when 60,000 people take a leak in the grass and it's muddy and the water is moving around. And like I said, I will look at filth. I enjoy reading filth, but I don't want to sleep in it. I will sleep in a bed full of boobies, but I won't sleep in the kind of filth that requires, you know. You um, live for filth, not in filth. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to sleep in fecal matter. So the first thing that comes to my mind is like, wait a second. Again, mind you, I live in upstate New York. I do not live all that far from where Woodstock '99 took place. Remember this, because this is in my head a lot while I'm there. I got the thinking. I'm like, wait a second. I am not I do not want to be sitting here. I don't want to walk through a river of feces, you know, and I'm dead serious. Like I I mean I sound like I'm joking, but I'm dead serious. Then then we read the message Wednesday morning that says no one else is allowed to come here. We're closing the gates and we will try to give you a good experience. We will try to give you as much of an experience as we can. And I got to thinking I'm like, dude, they're gonna cancel bands, aren't they? And they did. And then here's my problem. I will say that my decision to leave was not because I was uncomfortable. To be honest with you, it would have sucked, but I could have dealt with it. But number one, I got to thinking, well, this whole fecal matter thing uh, matters. <laughs> you know, hey, guess what, folks? Fecal matters, right? But then I got to thinking, I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. What happens when they cancel bands and there's a riot? Like, I don't want to be killed because I was too dumb to go home. And I'm like, let's pretend there's not a riot. Let's pretend the concert goes off. And people can't leave. I'm like, if all these people are now on the shuttles, maybe they can't. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be trapped. I don't want to be trapped here. So my decision to leave was was not about eh, it was cold and blah, blah, blah. My, my decision to leave was literally because I didn't want to die in northern Germany. I did or get horribly sick or really injured or get stuck there and not able to get back. It just, it, it, to me, it was not a, it, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, 
I understand riding a motorcycle is a risky is risky, but I wear full gear and I ride during the daytime. Like riding a motorcycle is risky, but if you put your gear on, it's a little better. I didn't know they riding, considered riding a motorcycle full gear. Right, like 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 <laughs> right, yeah. riding a motorcycle without a helmet is just stupid. And by the way, if you're listening to the show and you ride a motorcycle without a helmet, smack yourself. You're 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 a dumbass. Like stop doing it. Put a damn I don't care I don't care. Put a damn helmet on, all right? Look, at Gat, all the gear all the time. If you're riding a motorcycle, this is my public safety announcement, folks. If you're riding a motorcycle, wear all the gear all the time. If I see you in flip-flops on a damn motorcycle, I will pull over and smack you with my pecker in the face just because you deserved it, all right? But no, um that, that and that's true. and that, and he didn't say he'd get out of his car either. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no, I'll, I'll whip it at you. For, uh, oh yeah, I, w- I won't even unbuckle. You know, I'll, just, I'll pull it out of the back seat and smack you with just it. Just drive by. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Um, I do mean it, by the way, though. Do not seriously. If you're someone who rides a motorcycle without a helmet, don't tell me about it because I will be very mad at you. But anyway, moving on. Um. So it was legitimately personal safety. I we 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 made the decision that. Uh, and look, and look, it's one of those things where like, you have to make the you have to make the best decision you can make with the information you have at hand. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, and looking back, it's hindsight still a bit fuzzy. is always twenty twenty. Looking back, it's that. still a bit fuzzy. So like, yes, in hindsight, I could look back and go, well, the festival worked. Yes, so I would have been completely miserable. I would have not gotten the experience that I wanted of being able to, like, grill with other people and, like, like we would have hidden in our tent and saw bands. So I could have done that, but I didn't. I, I went back to Amsterdam. I took a random trip to London. Um, I went to Piccadilly Circus, which, as you know, is a really crappy circus. Um, saw a bunch of Broadway shows. I know it's the West End. They're not Broadway, but you get my point. Um, I saw Les Miserables, which is, like, my favorite uh, Rent's my favorite show, but I think Les Miserables is the greatest stage production ever made. I got to see Book of Mormon, which is absolutely hilarious. Wicked is incredible. I saw this really cool, it's called an immersive experience of guys and dolls, which is awesome. So I say this because anybody who knows me knows that if I were to say, like, what is something about me that people think, you know, if, if I were to ask anybody that knows me, like, what are the, what, what would you associate me with? Their answer is probably metal, albeit it might be porn. It's probably metal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anybody who's close with me knows that theater and musical theater is is equally as – well, nothing's as important as porn. But um, theater and musical theater is is very, very important to me. And um, if if I can't go see Iron Maiden – the only other thing that would make me equally happy is being able to see, like, you know, like, go see Les Mis. So, so I, I did fine. I, I did okay. I, I, I had a lot of fun. You know, we, I got to go behind the bar in Dublin at the Guinness Storehouse and learn how to pour my own beer. And I got to pour my own beer, you know, pour a pint of Guinness in the store. Like, I, I had a lot of fun on the trip, a lot of good stuff. Um, so anybody who was worried about me, you know, I, I appreciate that you were worried about me. We were fine. And, any, and I've gotten a lot of messages of people saying to me, Man, I'm so sorry. I feel really bad. And and I, I got to tell you, here's the thing. I would not have gone to Europe without Vakken. And I'm glad that Vakken got me to go. Because even though I didn't go to the festival, or really, um, I got to do some awesome stuff. And I had a great time with friends in Europe. It was the best, easily the best week of my week and a half of my life. I had so much fun. My my impromptu trip to London was, was a was an eye-opening experience to me. I got an awesome tattoo. I'm like legitimately a really awesome tattoo. 
Um, I got it, by the way. If you're ever in Amsterdam, uh, Tattoo Yoris, it's spelled J-O-R-I-S, and the owner, his name is Yoris. Uh, incredible guy. Dude, by the way, Rex, check this out. So I go in to get my tattoo. This is just how, like, this is the difference between Americans and then the Dutch. So I go into this tattoo shop, right? And this this is like a traditional tattoo shop. Like, it's all, like, traditional designs. And And by the way, all of the flash on the walls, these guys do themselves. Like, they don't buy any flash. It's all their own designs. I go in there and I'm like, hey man, you know, I'm your I'm your appointment. I'm like, I don't know what design I want to get. I'm gonna pick something out. He's like, yeah, no problem. He's like, can I get you a cup of coffee? And I went, uh, yeah, okay. And the guy brings over his French press that like makes me a really good cup of coffee while I'm waiting on a tattoo. <laughs> I went, this is awesome. So anyway, so what he did was he he opened up his bag and he was like, well, hey man, he's like, I got some new designs I've been I just drew. I'm like, okay. So he pulls his bag out, and he starts just setting them on the table, and then he goes, this one is effing cool. And I went, well, if you think it's cool, I'm down, right? I mean, meaning, like, I liked the design, but when he was like, that one's effing cool, I said, oh, so you're saying you want to do that one? He's like, I would love to do that one. I went, well, okay then, you know? I mean, it, it, was, it, was, a, it was a shop full of designs. I liked all of them. And when the artist was like, I would really love to do that one, it's like, what, what's a better one to get? You know, if, if you're having trouble deciding – you know, get the one the artist is really excited about doing. So anyway, hey, anybody who's ever been to Amsterdam, if you ever go, go meet, uh, go to go to Joris, um, go check him out. By the way, there was an awesome heavy metal bar in Amsterdam. Rex, you would love it. Um, and I, I'm assuming places like Duff's and that sort of thing are going to be very similar. Um, there is a uh, uh, um, there's a there's a bar called the Excalibur Cafe. It is metal as hell. Um, Oh. And uh, uh, awesome place. By the way, the last little thing I will tell you is when I was when I was uh, in Amsterdam, I was staying at a hotel, and um, coincidentally, staying at the entire staying at the same hotel was the band I Am Morbid. Um, so I literally got back to the hotel that day that I didn't go to Vakken. The day we get back, I go down. And I'm standing in the hotel. I'm at the bar in the hotel, and David Vincent, who you know from Morbid Angel, he's, he has his own band. It's called uh, I Am Morbid. David Vincent shows up. I I sat there and hung out with David Vincent and Pete Sandoval for like an hour. We're just like I I even I even told I even told David I was like, hey man, uh, I'm like I'm getting a beer. He's like, can I buy you one? He's like, you don't need to buy me a beer. I was like, oh dude, I'm buying a beer. Do you want one? He's like, yeah, just, sure. He's like, yeah, that's that's cool. You know. Um, and I was like, yeah, cool. I mean, dude, I've listened to his music for a billion years. He's a nice guy. And, uh, you know, hey, dude, I mean, if you're hanging out with someone who's chit-chatting, you buy a beer. What do you do? You buy a round. Like, who cares, right? Um, so I bought him a round. I was like, cool. I chatted him up. And, and then he sits down, a couple of the other guys in the band, and I, they, they sit down. And I see David look over at me. He's like, what, are you not going to come hang out with us? I was like, I didn't I just told him. I was like, hey, man, cool. I just didn't want to, like, you know, I didn't want to just assume that, I, you know, that, that you guys want random people hanging out with you. He's like, oh, I don't care. So anyway, yeah, man, I hung out with David Vincent, and, the, and swear to God, like the nicest guy ever. And I'd always heard that he was a nice guy, um, but legitimately super nice guy. Uh, Pete Sandoval is as whacked out of his mind, funny. Like I don't mean whacked out of his. But he always comes across like really spacey and weird. I've met him before. He's a super nice guy. I like Pete Sandoval a lot too. He's a, he's a good dude. He just he comes. You look at him. He's like, dude, what's the matter with that guy? Nothing. He's just. He's just a cool guy. I mean, he um, seems a little spacey, but I, and I mean that in the night. But I don't mean that 
It sounds like I'm being a jerk. I'm not. Like, I mean, he's just an awesome, awesome guy. And everybody else that was there, like, that's cool. But, I mean, how, how awesome is it? They were playing in Rotterdam. Um, and, and coincidentally, David told me that he goes to Amsterdam to go to that bar, Excalibur, a couple of times a year because it's one of his favorite places in the entire world to hang out. Um, so, you know, David Vincent agrees that's a cool place. Uh, but, you know, he's from Charlotte. So I actually I knew some guys in bands that he he knew. Um, I sang in a band for a little while, and the drummer was one of the original drummers in Morbid Angels. So we were just swapping stories, and it was a, it was a fun night. So anyway, that's my Vakken story. Which, um, go ahead, go ahead, and anything you want to say, go for it. But then there, there's something about this, and and Rex, if you look at, um, if you look at the uh, the I sheet, can't see I'm, you. You're like whistling. <laughs> Hey, no. Hey, 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 Vince, check that out. What Vince wear? Hey, man, what check Vince that out. Wear? What Vince wear? Hey, just because you're not in the room, what I, I, th- that <laughs> was for me. But if you if you look at, I, I highlighted something on the sheet. No, I know. Th- that's wh- that's I, where I want to go with this. I wanted I wanted to say a couple things though too. Go ahead. Um, I mean, first of all, um, you know, first of all, I'm glad everybody's safe. I'm sorry for everybody that didn't get a chance to go. I was reading through comments and things, and people were literally getting off the plane from, you know, South America, from the United States, from Texas, and I can imagine how heartbreaking it is because some. I mean, you planned this trip for almost an entire year. Yeah, I mean, and I bought the tickets last August. I, I can so like you've been looking forward to this, and I can imagine, especially if it's your first time, getting off the plane, and they're basically telling you don't come. And, and yeah. I, I'm not. I am not in any way, shape, or form slamming the the organizers or the festival. I'm certainly not either. Because I I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know what the conditions were. I'm I mean, just my saying, vote would have been to cancel it entirely, but they might well, not have been able to. I'm just saying, like, well, at that point, you still have to... I mean, if the band show up, you got to well, pay them. Like, well, they would have the, the, been bankrupt. What I understand, rumor has it that their insurance would have kicked in if the authorities canceled the show. Yeah, well, that makes sense. They couldn't make the where, call, where, but if they voluntarily canceled it, they're on the hook. But they're on. Well, the, all I'm saying hook. is, like, you know, I'm not trying to like say they did right, wrong, indifferent, whatever. I'm just saying, like, I feel for everybody who showed up because you, dude. I can imagine if I drove three hours to a concert and got there, and they closed the gates and said, "Sorry, we're full," let alone f- flew halfway around the world. You know, so I feel for you. I feel for I feel for everybody that didn't get a chance to go. Um, you know, if you stay, if you hung out and stayed, I hope you had a great time. Um, I was I I did, I'm not I, I mean you know I'm not making jokes about your experience, but I remember you you told me like oh yeah it cleared up the last couple of days, and I re- I just immediately thought of that scene in Wayne's World. You were at Woodstock. Yeah, tell us about it. What was that like? Well, it rained in the morning, and then it cleared up in the afternoon. You know, I almost had something else, but no, that's it. <laughs> Like well, that's a, that I was mean, immediately my thought. Pretty much. Was it? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Was it Carnation that was the band that was that was opening for? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure. It, I believe it was Carnation that was. Who's a great band, by the way. You and yeah, I both are. like Carnation. Um, I think it was Carnation that was on tour with them. I'm trying to figure out who the other guys were. Like I know three. I know the other. Oh, I knew who Pete Sandoval was. Um, the other two guys that I know that were sitting there were in I Am Morbid, but I'm also trying to figure out what the other band was that was there because I didn't recognize the band members by face. 
but that means very little. So sorry, I'm trying to figure out if um it's always hard to tell. Like it could have been roadies, it could have been guys and I don't I don't know. It's not a big deal. But game. the other um, thing I wanted to mention is it's been so long that I I actually got a new tattoo too. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. it's it's been so long since we've oh. done a show. Wait, dude, what the heck? That show that oh, sorry, real quick. That show that I am morbid did that was like in Rotterdam that I could have driven up to, they played the entire Covenant record. Oh. That would have been cool as hell. That would have been cool. Anyway, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off again. That's I was just gonna cool. say I, I got a new tattoo as well. I got Yeah, uh, which is awesome. I got Vic way. Rattlehead and he's holding an hourglass with skulls. It's the countdown to extinction tattoo. Very good work. I got that at Working Class Art here in Jersey. Um, the same guy who touched up my arm and who did my black tooth grin did it, Paul. He's a good dude if you're ever in Jersey and need a tattoo. And again, I'm not getting paid or getting any kickbacks for saying this. Um, same thing as I... Uh, yeah, I certainly wasn't when I mentioned Tattoo Yours either. Um, he's just an awesome guy and does a yeah. great work. We should always mention our tattoo artists because... That that that's totally you know what I'm saying, dude. Please, please get a plug plug for your tattoo artist because he's awesome. And I was gonna say, you know, the same thing with that uh, the the uh, the T-shirt place we we got to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, they they actually just put out Fanboy and Detroit Rock City T-shirts. They're they're available now, and I, I gotta go. I gotta go make that purchase. I don't um, necessarily want a Fanboy shirt, but I definitely want a shirt that just says "In my van, it's Rush." <laughs> No, I know. I I I, 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 I actually I didn't get the, I did not get the Days and Confused shirts just because um, I forgot. Like yeah, I, I kept I saying, too. "Oh, I got to order oh. those," and I just completely forgot. So I uh, bought so many I, damn shirts before I went to Vakin. That's like I'm I'm good on shirts for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab the Detroit Rock City shirt just because it's all just because it's awesome. But um, I don't know. In either way, so I just want to say like so I got a new tattoo as well. And you know, you were talking about your helmet thing. I um, I was getting ready for and, you know just to just to piggyback on your helmet thing. I was getting ready for hockey the other night, and I had this weird feeling. Check your mask, and I, I again, I, I didn't. Nothing happened. I don't remember taking taking a, a headshot with a puck, but I just something. I it's like one of those weird moments where you almost feel like a ghost or something is is whispering, you know, in your ear. Um. But uh, but anyways, I, I look at my mask and my one of the bars on my cage was bent, and you know normally and it wasn't bent like terribly. It's not like crazy, but you know it, once something like once something like that bends, it's at that point weakened. So the next time it gets hit, it's gonna bend even more. And I heard a story recently. One of the guys in one of my goalie groups was like, you know. I, I, I ignored a bend in my cage thinking it'd be fine. He goes, next game, 56 stitches and reconstructive surgery because the puck actually made it through my mask. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. So Can I, the, can I ask you a question about that real quick? Um, yeah. and, and, no, no. Because, hey, I, I just got done doing my, my PSA. So I always tell people under no circumstances should you ever buy a used motorcycle helmet because motorcycle helmets are not rated for more than one impact. They're not. They're not meant for that. They're meant to, like, if you, you know, crash, they're not meant to be used again. They're just not. Yeah, it's the same um, with child car seats. Exactly the same with child car seats. If a child car seat gets in an accident, I used to sell them for a living. Um, if you 
if if child car seats you get in a car accident, you always get rid of it, which is why you should never buy a used child's car seat. I know this. Here's my question. Now, now clearly a sports helmet, if you got rid of it every time it got hit, like if you had a football helmet and you had to get rid of it every time it got hit, you would be changing it constantly. You know what I mean? Good goalie helmets are about $900 to $1,000. No one would be able to afford to play goalie if that was the case. Right, 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 right. So what – this is – I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. And maybe this is not even something we should talk about on the show, but I'm curious. Like, yours was legitimately bent, which is a clear, you know, toss it. Is, is, that, is that what it takes? Is it like – No, you can replace the cage. No, no, it, no. I understand that. But, but what – so you, you knew it was time to replace the cage because it got bent? Like, is that, is that, is that the sign? Because, I, like I said, clearly you wouldn't replace it every time it gets hit. But no, I'm just wondering, like, how do you know it's as, not good? As long as, the, as, long as there's no chips or cracks in the shell, it's good to go for the life okay. of it. And as long as gotcha. all the foam and the chips, there's no chips and cracks in the shell. Once, once, you know, once you see something is structurally compromised, like to the point of where if it gets hit there again, it will get worse. That's when you should replace it. Got cages it. you can take off. And cages are crumple zones. You know, so if you take a puck to the face, that cage bending, that means it displaced that much more kinetic energy. And the whole reason I brought that up and the whole reason I even brought up this goalie cage thing is to piggyback on what you were saying to me, like getting hit in the face with a puck that's probably going 70 to 80 miles an hour bent that metal. I can't imagine being on a motorcycle and your head hitting pavement at that point, like stainless steel bent a piece of rubber bent stainless steel. Imagine your head hitting asphalt like that's why I'm just like. I can't fathom why you would ride a motorcycle without a helmet, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not preaching, but like that yeah, really well, kind of put even, it in perspective. I'm an at gat dude. I'm talking gloves, long pants, boots. Like I'm talking all of it. Assless like, chaps, everything. Uh, well, even ass- assless <laughs> chaps, but dude, don't like, don't, dude, don't be a dumb. Dude, I see people riding in, in flip flops and like loafers and shorts. I swear to God, like don't, do, just don't do it around me. Just My, don't do it around me. I, I. I, I I have no respect I've for seen, you. And I don't like I've you. seen don't firsthand you road rash from somebody who yeah somebody who who's close to me whom it wasn't even like they did something stupid. A deer literally jumped out at them and took them off their bike, and they had road rash. Like it was awful. They couldn't even move for like three weeks without just every movement was pain. Yeah. So and and, and like I said, I I, mean, I use that example to say like riding a motorcycle is a is an inherently risky activity, but you can lower that risk by safe riding but you can also lower the risk of severe injury by wearing all your gear all the time um and i didn't mean to make this a big psa but hey man dude how many times have you said that you know you play beer league hockey and you know like you wear the extra like neck protector because this you if you were playing in the NHL, it's one thing. You know, you put your life on the line for that. But, dude, you're playing beer league hockey. You probably shouldn't skip wearing a piece of gear in beer league hockey. They, you know, somebody, when, when, somebody you know, actually, it, somebody actually posted about that. I mean, I'm mean, going to, you know, what you're saying. Somebody actually posted about that on, um, on the, on the, somebody posted about their cage getting bent. And they're like, do you really think I need to replace this? And the guy said, if you sign the front of your checks, Yes, you need to replace it. If you sign the back of your che- or it was something about like should I wear a full cage, something like that. It was if you sign the front of your checks, you should put you should be as safe as possible and not worry about performance. If you sign the back of your checks, worry about performance. 
So, I mean, either yeah, way. But that's all I wanted to say was exactly what you were saying, like, about the helmet thing. Like, you know, a piece of rubber bent a bar of a quarter inch bar of stainless steel or an eighth inch bar of stainless steel hitting my face. I can only imagine going the same speed except for my face meets asphalt instead of, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just crazy it's, to it's think stupid. about that. But it, It's stupid. But no, I, I, you know, I agree. And going back to, you know, what you were saying, like, yeah, I, I understand. So. You know, the whole Vakken thing, you know, it's over. You had the experience, and, you know, it's... Uh, you know what? I got... You know, just because I know all of our listeners are going to ask you, I got to ask you the big question. I know the answer, but I figure I'll put it out there, and that way you won't hear it 75 times from everybody individually asking you, are you going to go back? No. Okay. I'm not... And I'm not going back. Um, I actually had a long conversation... Um, uh, you know, hey, you know, I, hey, my next PSA, I have, I have, and and we've talked about this a lot on the show. Um, you know, losing, um, how many people <clears throat> that that we lose, you know, in the, I mean, worldwide, but in the heavy metal community too, you know, how many people we lose due to men- mental health issues, you know, due to, you know, I don't want to say the S word. Well, I think we can say suicide without getting flagged because we're talking about it in this context. But, you know, we, we, we lose a lot of people, and, and uh, we, we've always talked about getting help and that sort of thing. And we've always promoted, you know, what you can do for your mental health. And I am gladly able to admit that I've been seeing a therapist for, like, five years. And, you know, she's a lot of help to me. And, and you know, if uh, I'm not saying seeing a therapist is for everybody, but if you're someone who thinks you can benefit from it, I, re- I highly rec- recommend it. But anyway... I'm let, let me clarify. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because immediately, as soon as you say that, I think of Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I know the, 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 the rapist. Yeah, I'll take uh, a rapist for hundred. But the, the reason I say this was, I, you know, when 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 the when the plans for Vakin fell apart, I knew that I had to do something to cope with it. I didn't want to come back from Europe feeling, and I don't mean to make another Charlie Brown reference, but. I didn't want to come back from Europe feeling like Charlie Brown on Halloween. Like everybody else got candy, I got a rock. Like you got you got you got to go kick rocks. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know what I mean? Of course I picked the year that it gets it gets shut down. Of course I don't get to enjoy. It. Blah 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 blah. So I so I went to London, I did other things and I and I I kept thinking in the back of my mind like what would my what would my therapist tell me I could do like, like what would, and, and, and I even told, so I met with my therapist, you know, um, yesterday, I guess, um, meaning after I got home and, and I told her, I said, Hey, I had my therapist in mind the whole time. I said, well, what, you know, and I even told her, I said, maybe every choice I made is not the one that you would have said that you would have recommended. But afterwards I felt like you would have said to me, right, you did the right thing. Your impromptu trip to London. That was the right thing to do. You know, that sort of thing. You know, and hey, one of the ways that I dealt with it was saying, number one, replace Vakin with something else I'm going to really love. And I did that. Another thing that I did was I went from having a trip that was planned out, not like to an hour by hour itinerary, but we had all the details worked out to I'm just going to London. I had nothing planned. I had nothing booked. I didn't have a hotel. I had nothing set up. I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to pick a city and go there and figure it out. So that was another way I healed. Why am I saying all this? She asked me the question, are you going to go back? Because she told me, she's like, you were talking about this being a yearly thing. And I said, I didn't get tickets for next year. I'm not going. She's like, 
are you not going next year, but you're going to think about going to other ones? And I told her, no. I'm not. I, I think I'm just... And and I and I got to thinking about it. I said, you know, I'm not mad about it. Because I'm clearly not mad about it. I mean, I haven't really said one bad word about them. I, I was disappointed, but I, I mean, honestly, like, I was not mad. I, I, the weather sucks. It happens, you know. I'm not. I'm not mad at the festival organizers. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not upset. I'm really not much of anything. It sucks. It didn't happen. I did something else. I had a great trip. I really can't. Well, what, how can I complain, really? But I think I told her. I said at the end of the day, I think I just kind of. I don't know. Moved on. I went. It didn't work out. I just... Had I gone and had a great time, I probably would go every year. But I, I just... I, you know what I mean? I, I just... I kind of just don't want to go anymore. And that is... But uh, mind you, that is not a comment on the organizers. That is not me saying I got screwed. That's not me saying anything other than... I showed up. I decided to leave. And I feel like when I... I feel like when I walked off of those um, the festival grounds, that I was done. I, I just closed the door on it, man. I mean that's, and uh, I'll still watch stuff on. I have, by the way, I have not watched anything from this year. I have not watched any of the live shows. I've not watched any of the performances. I, I don't. I, I I will at some point in time. I don't think I'm exactly. I don't really think I want to yet. I I don't. Um. But. No, I'm not going back. And and but please don't take that as a, like I'm not anti-Vakin now. I just know and, and I'm not even saying I won't go to another festival because I might. But I don't know. I, I I'm just cool. Been there, done that, moved on. That that's exactly where I'm at with it, man. And um I'll be honest with you, like I didn't listen to I I, <laughs> I didn't listen to metal for like the week from getting home. I mean, I got home Monday. I didn't really listen to metal again until today. And that's because I was out record, rec which we'll talk about record shopping and all that stuff here in a minute. Um, cause that's way more fun. But dude, I'm telling you for like, uh, uh last Wednesday. So I'm talking for like seven or eight days solid. I pretty much didn't listen to metal. And, um, that never happens with me. Um, I've listened to rock or metal pretty much my entire life, but gotta be honest with you, man. I've been listening to show tunes for a week and partly cause I was excited cause I, you know, I saw Lee Miz and I was really excited about it. And, um, I'm really highly considering auditioning for, um, a show. Um, I, I love doing musical theater and there, there's a show that's really good for me. Um, it's a part that's really good for me. I'm considering auditioning. In fact, I probably will. That's besides the point. Uh, so I've been listening to a lot of show tunes. Um, and again, hey, how many times, have we, and we can talk about this later too, how many times on the show have we said, you can be a metalhead and you don't have to just listen to metal. I got in a show tunes kick. But it was also kind of my way of like mentally distancing myself for a few days. Like just get it out of my system. Um, but okay, so was there, anything, did, did I, was there anything else you wanted to say on that or not? If not, I want to ask a question about this. <clears throat> No, um, like I said, it's just I was just curious. I knew people were going to ask you because that's one of the first things that I asked you. 
So I figure this way it's out there and you won't have to get 75 messages yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, hey, I, I will tell you, man, I, I did get a lot of messages from a lot of listeners and I appreciate everybody who sent them. Um, I had I had my own Instagram account just for Vakken. Um, I, I took it down and I took it down just because I don't like social media and I don't use it. So it would be silly for me to have one on there that I'm not going to ever check it. I'm never. I was never going to log in and check it. So I was like, I'm going to feel bad if people are messaging me on here, and I'm never going to see it. So I just. I, it's not like I didn't delete it, but it's just kind of like temporarily disabled, um, because I only made it just to share Vok and stuff with people, and that's not on there. But anyway, I did get a lot of people emailing me or not emailing me, but messaging me, and everybody did like thanks. I mean, that's awesome. I'm. I'm. I'm glad to hear, you know, that uh, people were. You know, I don't want people to be worried about me, albeit I'm glad to hear that, you know, there were people reaching out. and I, Yeah, so we're good. So here's my question for you. Uh, not for you, um, but here, here's the question I want to talk about. So two things happened in the last two weeks. One was that I was at a festival and I realized, number one, if I stay... I'm not going to get the experience I wanted, and I'm going to be miserable. Also, if I stay, I am putting myself at risk. I might be fine, but I'm also possibly putting myself in a situation where I could get terribly sick. I could get stuck. I could get hurt. There could be a riot. And you know me, and I'm, the chances of me catching on fire are pretty good. Um <laughs> and then think about that. And then after the show, because I didn't go, I replaced it by going and seeing a bunch of Broadway shows on the West End, which by the way, seriously, amazing. And I listened to a bunch of show tunes. So, A, I was at a festival that Iron Maiden was headlining and I decided that my personal safety was more important, so I left. And I spent a few days, like, quite literally listening to, like, the soundtracks to, like, Fiddler on the Roof and, you know, West Side Story, as opposed to listening to metal. So my question is, of course, clearly, there's no way, like, like, like if I was a true metal fan, I wouldn't have done those things, right? If I was a true metal fan, I would have risked my life, swam in filth, and stayed at a concert. And when I left, I would have listened to nothing but the bands that played there. Like, if I was a real metalhead. So I'm clearly, you know, a giant puss who, who can't handle it. In fact, one of the first comments we got was, well, I get it, but you're also older than me. I hung out. So um, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm joking about what I'm saying, but my question is like, what does that have to what what does dealing with horrible conditions or or putting yourself at risk which again look I understand that everybody was fine but from my perspective you know by the way when we were waiting in line uh, to get on the on the um on the bus someone threw like a firecracker eh, whatever it's just like a firecracker and a bunch of us like ducked down and when we stood back up, we went, 
oh, the only people who ducked were American, weren't we? <laughs> we're like, I explained to someone, like, yeah, when American hears a gunshot, we hide. Because <laughs> we have guns in our country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, you hear something that sounds like a gunshot. In the United States, it's probably a gunshot. Um, but, you know, man, you're, you're reading all this stuff on, on uh, and trust me, I read it. You know, like, like the real metal fans stayed. What the hell does that mean? Like, like what? The, what, what the, like, like at what? At what point? And dude, I, I and you want to call me a you want to call me a pussy? Be my guest. Fine. <laughs> I, call I, I me an ugly woman. <laughs> call me an ugly woman. <laughs> and take my pictures to show all the people you work with. Um. You want to call me a pussy, be my guest. You know? Um, and I can keep saying pussy because by this I mean kitty cat, of course. Uh, I don't know. If you I always, want, if you I always like I Betty White's. I always like Betty White's comment about that. She's She always used to say, I don't know why everybody says that. Those things can take a beating. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> um, Anyways, continue. But no, no, no. My point is like, there's people out there that are saying it like the real metal fans stayed. Like, what the hell does that mean? Like, what 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 does it mean? I mean, and and this is our part of, and there's no answer to this question. But this we we've talked so much on this show about what does it mean to be a metalhead? Like, you're allowed to listen to other stuff. Do you have to be able to name five songs by every metal band to be a metal fan? We talk about this all the time. Now I guess we need to add to that list. Do you have to risk your own personal safety to be a metal fan? Because anybody who thinks so, I think you're an idiot. I think you're an idiot. I think everybody there had to make a personal decision. I think everybody at that show, if you made it to the show, I think everybody had to look at themselves and say, is it now maybe everybody else did. Maybe maybe the fact that I'm older, I thought about the risk involved. Maybe that's the difference. I, I don't think me being 40 as opposed to 20 really changed my ability to deal with the elements. I think it changed my ability to realize that oh, like I have a job and stuff. You know, <laughs> like like I think it it, it I I didn't want to have to call my job and be like, hey man, I'm not going to be in for six weeks because you know I broke my leg in Germany and I'm still. You know what I mean? Like I I. I, I didn't I didn't want I didn't want that, um, but I man I don't know man I I, I think it's a good question. Like, what the hell does it take? What like what what does it mean? What what does it mean to be a metal fan and what what to what lengths do we need to go to prove it to ourselves or other people? Well, I think uh, you know it's funny because uh, I I remember when I was sixteen, you know. We, we've talked about, we told the stories on the show before about how, like, we had friends and they would listen to Billy Joel. And if somebody came over, they'd, like, hide their Billy Joel albums. And yeah, as you long know, as they we, weren't a sucker pumper, it was fine. <laughs> we had a friend who was a sucker pumper. I, I can't speak to being a sucker pumper, but okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we do but, have a friend 
who supposedly was a sucker pumper. Rumor had it, allegedly. <laughs> I didn't. He was yeah, a sucker allegedly pumper. because I wasn't there. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> he was allegedly a sucker pumper. Um. Well, anyway, the, the so, person we're talking about was in the same band as a guy who was allegedly a sucker pumper. That's how these two <laughs> stories are connected. <laughs> Billy Joel and sucker pumping are not the same thing. And if you don't know what I mean by sucker pumping, I I pretty much mean checking your own oil as opposed <laughs> to what's happening on the cover of Hotter Than Hell by Kids when someone's checking jeans oil. <laughs> well, in the oh, um, we'll talk about that later. But no, I mean, look, when I was 16, when I was a teenager, you know, that's what you thought about, you cared about. Oh, I can only wear a certain shirt. So I can't like, I can't listen to that. I can't like that. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You and I were always a little bit different in terms of like, there weren't the whole heck of a lot of metalheads to check us around. Um, so we weren't, we didn't feel like we were as kind of uh, limited. But I know like, a lot of like kids oh that's not metal that's not metal and you're thinking to yourself like who cares you know if you look at a lot of music that a lot of the bands we love listen to like they'll say the same thing like they'll, they'll there'll be tons of people who are like i love helton john i mean i i love uh abba i love like i i mean dude, i personally dude, can't I stand abba but I, by the way i literally the last day, I mean, just to, to piggyback on that, the last day that I was in London, I bought a matinee ticket to see Les Miserables, and I was waiting until 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it, Broadway's done this forever. 10 o'clock in the morning, unsold tickets for shows go on sale that day. Dude, I went and saw Guys and Dolls, but I'll tell you, it's only because I got it on sale. I almost went and saw Mamma Mia, <laughs> which Mama is, Mia. if you didn't know... Take a an entire on me. Well, Mamma Mia is an entire musical of ABBA of ABBA music, and by the way, it's Dancing awesome. Queen, it's an awesome musical, man, dude. I don't even listen to ABBA, and I will tell you right now, I love Mamma Mia because their music well, is perfect for it. So who well, gives the, a crap? The band, the band that you're one of the bands that you're going to see a week from Friday is they they cover ABBA. I mean, Ghost. I mean, Do Ghost it. has done ABBA songs, dude. I mean. The thing about it is this. I, you know, there ever since, you know, Stranger Things really blew up the whole gatekeeping thing. Because a lot of, you know, everybody's, oh, I love Master of Puppets and everything else, which is what I don't care. Look, dude, I don't care. I recently, uh, 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 Fernanda from Crypta posted a video of her at a Beyonce concert. And she was like so excited to see Beyonce and so like overjoyed to be at this concert. And there were a lot of people in the comments who started crapping on her, calling her a poser, like saying she's not really metal. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how insecure do you have to be to see somebody enjoying music that they like when you know they're bona fide metal? Like, you know, well, they're in a freaking metal band that tours the world and they're going and seeing something different. Like, how insecure well, are you to sit there and take a big dump on their on their good time right i mean and, and not like not like in germany we're taking a dump on someone is a good time <laughs> well, i mean of, you gotta pay wait, extra wait, for that actually the real question is hey do you want me to take a dump on your chest of course no of, of course, course. <laughs> uh, no you have to check actually, the box you, to opt out of that <laughs> you know what you actually just made me think of something uh -oh. on not not on the not we're not talking cleveland steamers here <laughs> What? I was going to say, hey, man, when, when you're in the city with me, if you disappear for a while, that's your business. <laughs> what do you want, a Cleveland steamer? <laughs> yeah. yeah, last time I was in Cleveland, I asked where the steamer was located, you know. Um, 
Dude, there is a legitimate company in in Cleveland that does steam cleaning, and they are called the Cleveland Steamer. Dude, I should invest in that. I want to see their truck driving down the street. Oh, dude, actually, I you know what you know what the best one I ever saw though was when I was I was at a concert in uh, where was I Massachusetts somewhere I don't remember. It's also Uh, called a hot lunch. Yeah, I know. There was a there was a uh, a. um, a garbage company, and their name was Mister Cesspool, and I thought that was the coolest name ever. <laughs> that should be your. That should be your. The, not the name of your band. That should be the name in your band. I know that should be. Who are you, Mister Cesspool? Mister like, Cesspool. Awesome. And again, I'm, I'm clearly not, you know, advertising for a company. But if I would, uh, so Mr. you know, here's Cesspool. a question for you. Yeah, I never. Th- I I literally, I'm 41 years old, and I have never thought about this until just now. Again. Not talking about a Cleveland steamer here. Oh yeah, that that's I, right. That's this is that this is that like four week period where you and I are the same age. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, my birthday's in August and and yours is in September. So there's four weeks we're the same age. Um, God, this is weird. I've never thought about this before. We and we say this all the time. Is it completely like you said that people were saying that? That Fernanda's not metal because she went and saw Beyonce. And look, I wouldn't go see Beyonce because I think Beyonce sucks. But that's me. You might not want to listen to, you know, West Side Story because you might think that sucks. That's fine. When you're a jet, you're the jet. You're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last living. I don't and know. By the, the way, dude, Alice Cooper love that. that. Um, one of my favorite Alice Cooper songs. In case you're wondering. Um. Gutter Cats versus the Jets, by the way. I always love there. There's a Family Guy skit about West Side Story, and it was uh, it they the, they all start dancing, and the guy's like, "Can't we just go and fight him?" And he goes, "Not with five years of tap, we can't." <laughs> of course not. Um, but here's my question: Is saying someone is quote unquote metal not complete? Is that not just a complete bogus thing? Is it really even a thing? Can you actually quote unquote be metal? Is it something you can be? Or is it just you can Colossus. love it or not? Cuz I don't it, it it's almost like it's bogus. Like bogus. because there's Well, no, because people pretend like to be metal there's a list of rules when being metal is not even a real thing. I never even thought about it. It's bogus. It, it's not even possible to be metal. Like a band Unless can you're Colossus. be metal. Well, right, of course. Um, or, you know, you were in a really bad motorcycle accident, and now you're full of metal, because that's how they... Or you're Wolverine. Yeah, or Wolverine. Um, but, like, for a person, like, oh, you're metal. Like, clearly, unless you're Doyle, you don't wear your corpse paint all day. Like, I, I get it that he that he's, like, he wakes up in the middle of the night and has to take a vegan dump. And therefore, like, he has to put his makeup on before he can leave the bathroom. But, like, and, dude, I can't even imagine. Dude, the guy's vegan. It's got to smell real bad. Like, have you ever, ugh. Like, do you ever eat a bunch of vegetables and take a dump? Like, it's terrible. I'm not trying to make, I mean, come on. We're, since we were talking about Cleveland steamers, I, uh, hey, maybe he's really popular in the Cleveland steamer world. Um, But, like, no one, no one is that way 24-7. Nobody is. 
nobody wears their their you know their spiked gauntlet all day long. Nobody does it, oh, and nobody does unless they're trying to prove something. Like, yeah, Kerry King has to have his stupid tattoos 24-7. But I guarantee you sometimes in the middle of the night he wakes up to have to take a leak and he looks in the mirror and goes, ah, damn it, they're still there. You know, like he has to. But, like, is being metal even a thing? It's crap. More I think about it, it's not even, it's, we, we love metal. We can be fans of metal. We can embrace metal. We can, you know, we can put a t-shirt on. We can, we can wear our battle vest. But that doesn't make us metal, because I don't think it's a real thing. I think it's stupid. Dude, I have a Johnny Cash I, t-shirt. I, I think well, we can be fans of metal. Dude, the thing about it's it, a thing. The thing about it is, and, and it gets so much worse sometimes, because people talk about genres. Like, you know, I have my battle vest, and uh, and yours oh, is dude, like this I was too. more popular than the Blarney Stone in in Ireland. People keep being like, "Oh man, I saw you earlier." Like people would stop and just like watch me walk by. I think I just looked like they probably thought I was the biggest freak idiot in in Dublin. Um, well, because but, my, my 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 battle vest is a little ridiculous with all the studs on it. Here, admittedly, I, I I took it a little far. But here's know, the thing, okay? So I, I'm gonna tell a couple of stories, all right? And, and I'm sure you, you'll be able to some identify with, with most of some these. Poems. Some poems. I'm going to tell some poems. I got some new poems. I got some new poems. You've done your homework, but so have I. <laughs> um, no, but so like the thing about it is, you know, I, I mean, like I got my battle vest and occasionally like when I'm sewing stuff on my battle vest, I'll occasionally think to myself, like I'm sewing this patch on. Can I name five songs? And I'm thinking, but then I thought to myself, I'm like, dude. Who the hell do I need to impress? Like, I, I thought about that. I'm like, who the hell do I need to impress that I'm, you know, th that I'm worried about that? I have literally been listening to heavy metal since I was a little kid. Like, I, I've told stories on the show before. Like, I, I remember my parents listening to Accept and Metallica while I'm in the bathtub. And when I say while well, I'm in the bathtub, I'm not saying, like, when I was, like, 20 years old and a cre being creepy. Well, I mean, wait, wait, back in the days when you're going, shampoo is better. Yeah. No, I mean, back when I had my little plastic boat, I'm listening to, like, my parents have son of a bitch blasting on the stereo and, you know, freaking dire, or, uh, Blizzard of Oz. And, and is better. And, 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 uh, uh, by the Freaking. way, do you, have, do you still do that when you, you do you every once in a while when you're in the shower, you can look at yourself and go, shampoo is better. I do it no. all the time. I do it all the I time. I do say, stop looking at me, swan. Stop looking at me, swan. Okay. I anyway, do say that. But, but anyway, so I'm like, you know, I, so I'm like, I was literally raised on this crap. I was actually, it's funny because today I went to a record show. I bought a whole bunch of cool stuff. I want to talk like, about this too. Yeah. Way. So I, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, we'll talk about that later, later, but I'm saying there were so many people there where, as I'm just like looking through stuff, I had my I had a Danzig T-shirt on, right? As I'm looking through stuff, people are just like, "Oh, you like Danzig, huh?" And they weren't saying it accusingly; they were just saying it because they were like, "I don't see a whole bunch of people who around here." Because you have to realize, a lot of vinyl guys, a lot of vinyl guys, are not metal guys. They're not metalheads. Like, it, look, a lot of metal guys are vinyl guys. A lot of vinyl guys are not metal guys. 
So when you go to these Which record is why, shows, like, like metal vinyl sells quickly. It sells quickly, and you don't see it often because, because once metalheads get it, we don't sell it. Right, where we, we don't sell it, and also metalheads that are into vinyl will buy it quickly. That being right. said, the majority of the vinyl community, metal is not the preferred. Right, That's a lot of people go to these it. shows looking for rare Beatles. Like you know, when I hear guys like, look. And, and I'm not turning this into a vinyl thing. I'm I'm setting this up to tell a story. You know, people are talking yeah, about jackass. like on. Yeah, I, I'm like walking around the room, and people are like, "Oh, this pressing just is not what I'm looking for." Oh, you know, on my system, this would sound oh, spectacular. And oh, I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude, I just like owning the record because number one, I like well, you know, used records. You know, it's not supporting the band necessarily, but I'm like, I like the artwork. I like owning like a little chunk of that music that you don't own when your music's up in a cloud somewhere. I like owning that little chunk oh. of of history, kind of. So you and, you and I have always said that when we talk to people that are younger than us, we tell them that your appreciation for music is drastically different when you have to purchase it and when you physically hold it and you experience it, it's a different relationship. I like that. Me but too. But CDs lost all value to me when they became coasters for all those years. And, you know, look, neither one of us have audiophile, you know, vinyl players. We both have nice stereos. We, have we, nice don't, we don't stereos. have stereos I needed to take a second mortgage out on my home to get. No, I haven't. I mean, look, my stereo is in my basement so that my, you know, my pets don't mess with it. But, like, anything more expensive than what I have, you would never notice a difference in a room that's not treated. That being right. said... I have a nice stereo that sounds really good. And yeah, if I stream something from Spotify through my stereo, it really doesn't sound all that great in comparison. Now, a CD would probably sound good in it, but we have also said a million times that a lot of music, when it's mastered on vinyl, sounds great. Dude, one of my favorite examples, and I know I've said this before, one of my favorite examples... Of the of of how great vinyl can be, is thick as a brick, by Jethro Tull. And what I love about it is there's a big sonic range on that record. There's a lot of instruments. There is um, a there's a lot going on. The thing is, it's um not all compressed. And when you put it on vinyl, like, I'm telling you, I owned the CD, man. And when I dropped the needle on that on vinyl, I went, wow. Is it weird for me to say that I legitimately heard things I never heard before? Because that's what happens when a record is mi is mastered for vinyl and it's not part of the, the, the you know, the, the, the loudness wars. It's not part of the everything's compressed. When, it, when a record has room to breathe, it actually does sound really good. But, dude. I buy records. Like, like, let me give you an example. What I didn't buy today. To play to your point. You know what I saw today at the record store? I saw a copy of the first Kiss album. Okay? And it was really expensive. Because it was a copy of the first Kiss album that was misprinted and side two was on both sides. Dude. There's people that will swallow that thing up. Do you know what I don't want? I don't want a copy of Kiss's first record that I can't listen to side A. 
I'm aware that that pressing is worth a lot of money. I saw one today for seventy five. With with the with the screwed up, yeah. I don't no, know. With, no, no, no. Without kissing time on it. Right. Right. Okay. Like like this one specific. But I even told the guy I was like, yeah. Do you want to know what I don't want? <laughs> I don't want the one that doesn't have side A. I mean, I get it. It's worth more. But dude, I'm sorry, but but vinyl is not furniture to me. No. I mean, look, I, I get, see, I come from what a different I mean world, is, What though. I mean is, I don't care to own, I'm not paying five times as much to have one because the, you know, uh, Gene Simmons' name is misspelled on the back, you know? I well, I mean, but look, look, I, I understand that world because I came from comic look, books. You're a collector. I was never, I would not, see. I would, the difference is I was never a collector of things for the most part, so that I, that that never really appealed to me. I came from comic books where I actually it's have a, a couple thing. comic books that are sealed up in plastic that you can't open. You know what I mean? Like, so I get that collectible purchase. I, you know, the thing about it, like, cause you know, you you could say, well, like, well, what's the point of buying some buying a record if you're not going to listen to it? Well, what's the point of buying a comic book if you're not going to read it? So I, I mean, I get, I get that kind of, um, cause I'll be honest with you. I have, like, I know that plays to you way more than it plays to me. Right, right. And look, I'll be honest with you, like, I deal with music differently than I deal with comic books. Comic books, to me, are a piece of history. Music is, it's it's hard to explain the difference, but like, well, I'll be honest with you. I have all of Metallica's albums. I have, I have Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, and Master of Puppets, and Injustice for All, all original stuff. I mean, my Ride the Lightning and Kill Em All are not Megaforce, which is like the first, 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 but they're 80s releases my master of puppets i believe is a first so my point being in all that i've actually thought to myself i should buy the walmart versions because they're like cheap and that way i don't risk scratching or 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 like ruining or whatever my 80s copies and it's not so much that i i it's not so much that i care like meaning it's not so much it's one of those things where to me those I understand it because to me those records are pieces of history. Oh, so well, like, let me let me let me let me throw this out. I do like if I can get like one of the OG pressings from the 80s because to me the fact that it's been around and was actually played back in like 1987 when someone was actually getting laid listening to metal that's really cool to me. Um, I just more mean like I don't I don't collect for the rare printing version. I agree that I, I like having the OG copies from the 80s um, just because I, I like that there's some history to it. I just don't care to own the one that, you know, the one with the misprint that's worth more money. That's just a me thing. Um, I'm just – but I'm also very um, – I'm very into I, – I also buy to listen, I mean, admittedly. Yeah, but I agree, getting one that was pressed in the 80s does kind of add to the listening because, again, I'm thinking, like, dude, someone got laid listening to this. Because, like, dude, and, well, come on, let's be fair. In our day, no one no one our age was getting laid listening to metal. I mean, but, like, I – If you I, were listening to metal, you weren't getting laid. I have, Unless, of course, you were a sucker pumper, but that doesn't really count. I, I got I got all the original Slayer albums, like original first pressing. Like I, I verified this. There's a way to verify that it's the actual sure. first pressing. And 
to me, that doesn't mean, oh, I've got the copy of Show No Mercy that's listed for like $500 on this. It's, oh, I've right. got the copy of Rain of Blood. That doesn't mean anything to me. To me, it means exactly what you said. And not, not well, a different thing to me than it does to you. To me, it means... I, I'm, I, I have a copy of the album that someone who never heard this album before or who never, you know, when this was brand new in the store sitting there where people are like, hey, what album is that? Before it became this rain and blood is rain and blood. Before right, it became right. this legendary cornerstone thrash album, this copy was the one that was sitting in stores. To right. me, that means something. I 1000% like, I, I agree with you to that perspective. Like, that's why I, I was like, I like having that copy from the 80s. Like, you know, uh, I, I like having those old copies because, again, that was in a store someday and someone picked it up and bought it when it was newer. Like, that, I, I, my difference is, to me, that's really cool. I just don't want the, you know, I don't care to get the, oh, man, you have the misprint one that's worth eight. I don't care. Right. And, and, and I'm also not going to pay... Because I don't care. hundred, two hundred dollars when there's a twenty dollar repress sitting right next to it. I'm also not going to Dude, do that because did I did I piss off someone at a record show one time saying that when I was like, "Dude, I mean that's cool, but it's hundred and fifty bucks, man. For twenty, I'll just get the repressing. You know, like I mean that's cool to have, but I really just want to listen to it. And yeah, it's cool to listen to the one from '85, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to I'll be honest like any and, and, records that I have that I spent more than like 30 or 40 bucks on are because there isn't a good alternative. And I'll be honest with you, going back to the original question, that is okay. Like meaning you know, I can sit there and say like the only time I ever mention those Slayer albums is when somebody tries to like get into a a a a a, a johnson measuring contest with me like i was at the record show today and the guy's like guys like uh, oh i have a copy of show to mercy i'm like yeah i have that and he goes but is it original i said yeah it is actually i have all the slayer albums first pressings and then i went back to looking through because it annoys me when somebody's just like trying to do that like oh well is it th like tries to like look down at me i'm like no as a matter of fact yes it is um and i'm not lying i'm not like you know trying to puff up my chest but I don't care, dude. If your it's copy of if your copy of Show No Mercy was was made yesterday, who cares? I don't care. I'm not better than you because I have an old version of it. Who cares? Dude, You're listening you know, to it, and that's awesome. Do you know why I have some really cool OG vinyl? Because I bought it in the '90s for a dollar because it was cheaper than buying exactly. a exactly. Dude, I got like, lucky my, my, on almost OG, all of it. My OG copy of like Last in Line and Dream Evil that Dio autographed. Were because in the late 90s, I couldn't afford to buy the CDs, but we could go to a record store and buy. I mean, dude, I My have a copy of Peace Cells I paid $3 for. Me too. I, I mean, dude, I yeah, I have some cool OG vinyl because I paid next to nothing for it because I gave it away. Dude, it was so cheap. I remember I brought I you and you reminded me of this. I don't even remember it. I came back from Texas and I was like, oh, hey, I found the first Death Angel album and I like tossed it to you. Yeah, and you paid nothing for it. I know. I, I do. I have um I have uh, the first Death Angel record, which is a great Ultra Violence, yeah. It's probably not worth a lot of money by any means, but it I is. guarantee I guarantee you I got it way hell cheaper then. It's not retirement money, but it's worth some money. Oh I'm yeah, let me I'm curious now. But like but, 
and it's a it's a dude like I have um uh I have no exit by faith by uh by faith's warning. Why? Because I got it for like a buck. Because it was way cheaper than getting the CD. Dude, I paid like three dollars for Hello Waits. I mean, and and those Slayer albums, by the way, all those Slayer albums I was just talking about. Holy I got lucky. crap! Yeah, it's saying like hundred and fifty bucks for Alter Violence. I got Jesus. lucky on those Slayer albums. I walked into a record store in Lower Manhattan. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, yeah, but this is this is a, the story of your life. Like the guy said, "Hey, um, what are you looking for?" And I was like, "Well," and I was like looking through his store, and I'm like, "Do you have any heavy metal?" And he goes, "Hey, you know, a guy just brought in his collection and sold it to me. I'll bring out what I have." And I'm like looking through, and I'm like, first pressing Iron Maiden, first pressing Number of the Beast, first pressing Power Slave, first pressing. Rain and Blood, first pressing Show No Mercy, first pressing Haunting the Chapel, first pressing South of Heaven, uh, like first pressing Fatal Portrait. And I was like thinking to myself, like, this guy's going to ask, like, he, I'm like, how much do you want for these? He goes, he goes, I'll be honest with you. I don't really deal in metal. I'm mostly like a classic rock guy. He goes, I just did this, you know, tried to help this guy out. He goes, I haven't listened to him yet. So why don't we do like 20 bucks a record? I don't think I ever pulled my wallet out and slammed down my credit card faster. And I don't think I ever ran out of a record store before the guy realized what he did faster. Because I, I literally practically robbed the guy blind. And and the thing is, I'm not saying like I was crooked or, or, or like anything. Dude's a professional. He quoted me a price and I left. He's like, you're taking a risk because all of these could be in terrible condition and skip. None of them are in terrible condition. Dude, they're like, all perfect. I'm, I'm literally looking at this, and it's showing that on Discogs, my my and Justice for All, which is an OG copy, there's currently six of them for sale for two twenty five. Yeah, the highest it sold for was nine hundred dollars. Why would anybody pay thing. that much? For Go to Walmart and buy the green version for thirty bucks. Dude, by the way, what I find really interesting is that Sam Hain record consistently is listing like it's super expensive and I don't understand why. I don't understand. It's weird. I um, I, I don't, I don't get but it. But either way, either. like I said, you know, it's anyways, but the, I'm not sitting here trying to brag about my record collection. What, the point I'm trying to make is look, you know, what, what makes a metalhead? Like, what does it take to be metal? What it takes to be metal is enjoying the music. I don't give a crap if you're, you like the black album by Metallica. You like a couple Dio song, whatever. Cool. Let's talk. And the, the and by the way, this whole story started, this whole odyssey started because I was going to say every single person at that record show who saw like my Danzig shirt, I got into a 10 or 15 minute conversation with them about bands. And, and literally like I'm talking to these people, like I've known them my whole life. And I went to the, the misfit show and I had my nephew with me. And I was like, look, I was like, look around you. I was like, see, there's other people like me. And I was kidding. You know, I was like, you know, Jay's or, uh, you know, the, the Jay, 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 uh, uh, my nephew, I'm, I'm stuttering. Sorry. I'm like, see, look around, look around you. I'm like, see, your, your, your uncle's not such a weird guy after all. And then I started talking to people. I saw some guy wearing a Splatterhouse shirt. And for those of you who don't know, Splatterhouse is like a 1980s horror video game that uh that um um it's a cool game 
yeah, it's a cool game. It's it's basically I, I want to say it's almost a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff. They were they redid it in the late in like the 2010s or something like that for Xbox 360. It's got an all metal soundtrack. I have a replica of the mask from it, like hanging on my wall. It's it's really cool. Anyways, but I just stood there. I was talking to the guy about video games, about bands, and. And, then, and like I'm literally standing in the hallway talking to a friend of mine who was at work who happened to be who who I work with who happened to be at the show, and some dude just comes up to us and j- he, my friend's wearing an MC5 shirt and I was I forget what I was wearing but we just started talking to these and we like talked to complete strangers for like 20 minutes while Gaslight Anthem was playing. Never met the guy. Never will see the dude again. But I swear to God, if you would have saw us talking, you would have thought that I knew the guy for 20 years. And that that's well, that's that's the thing. That's what makes you a metal fan. So I don't give a crap. Like if you if I'm wearing my battle vest and you come up to me and say, Oh, I like that Exciter album, I'll let's talk about Exciter. I don't care if, if Exciter's the only band you like, cool, let's talk about it, you know? Well, dude, I said I said before well, like there was, you know, things about Vakin that I really was looking forward to, and like that's the kind of stuff I was looking forward to. You know, when when I was um when I said I was sad that I missed out on, um, uh, hold on, I that I was sad that I missed out on the parts of Vakin that I wanted was I wasn't going to Vakin to see a concert because, quite frankly, I have seen a lot of the bands there and I could have seen a bunch more, but I went because I was looking forward to talking to everybody about it. Like, I love that sort of thing. I mean, that's me. Like, I, there's nothing makes me happier than 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 doing that, you know. And dude, and I'm not gonna put you on the spot, man. You know, if you want to talk to me about your favorite metal band, like, dude, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh well, clearly you don't know enough about them. Clearly you don't know enough about them. No. And the thing, and the thing dude, about if you want to tell me you love Metallica and you know two songs, cool, man. I'll talk to you about it. And the thing about it is, like. It's, you know, you and I make mistakes on this show all the time. Of course I do. And, and like, oh, what's that guy's name? I'll, I'll hold to, like, as I'm talking to these dudes at the record show, I'm thinking, of my, I'm like, oh, what's the name of that album? Oh, what's the name of that song? Because, you know, that happens. Like, it's like on Jeopardy when you're watching at home. Oh, I can get like, I don't understand how these people are getting these questions wrong. Well, why? Because when you're put on the spot to answer something, your brain goes blank. Like, I mean, you could sit here and I, you know, you ask me casually, like if I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, what are all Iron Maiden's albums? Oh, there's Iron Maiden, there's Killers, there's Number of the Beast, there's Peace of Mind, there's Dude, Somewhere in Time. I, and you, I but go somebody to, just, I go to a, fine. I go to Bar Nail. Trivia Weekly, and albeit I'm good at it, I, like, there's, there's times, look, I always say to myself, I don't get mad at myself if I blatantly don't know the answer because there's plenty of stuff I don't know. But I get really mad at myself when I blank on something. Like when I blank on an actor's name, when I'm like, dude, like the one time I blanked on Hugo Weaving's name and I'm like, dude, I have a V for Vendetta tattoo and I'm blanking on the guy's name who played it. Clearly, I know his name is Hugo Weaving. I forget what's well, a weird name, but like, I forget it. Dude, you blank He's in on Lord of the Rings too, so. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I even think I'm relatively good at this sort of thing. And I blank on stuff all the time. Like, they, you just, we're not all Eddie Trunk. 
Well, you know, Eddie Trunk, we, we can't yeah, I'll be perfect all the time. Yeah, well, Eddie Trunk, if you ask him anything about UFO, he'll be able to answer you. You ask him anything else, he will like he didn't know Vic up. Rattlehead. Like, I mean, whatever, whatever, dude, who cares? But that's who the thing. Cares? Like, like the, you know, the that's the thing. The difference and, between you and I is we also don't think we're Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk is not Eddie Trunk. He just thinks he is. Like, you know, he thinks he's this perfect. You know, biggest name in hard rock and heavy metal. By the way, I was saying I should cover Ted Nugent's song "Kiss My Ass," but make it like about Eddie Trunk and and Carl Logan and Loudwire, because <laughs> basically the three worst things in the world. Yeah. But but the thing about it is like, it, it, you know, we I was actually talking about this too. A lot of people don't memorize track lists, and I've stopped doing it. Meaning. I can tell, like, there's a lot of bands. I could name all of their albums in order. I couldn't name two tracks off any of the albums. I've listened to them all. I, I've listened to them all multiple times. Now, when I listen to music, I put on an album and I listen to it. I don't sit there anymore. Because, I mean, when I was in high school and I had all the time in the world, in grade school and high school and had all the time in the world, I'd sit there, you know, on my bed or on the couch listening to a record and reading all the lyrics and memorizing the track lists and everything else. Well, yeah, but like, like, like when we were, I mean, the internet was in its infancy stages, you know, when you didn't have a car, like, what did you do? You, you know, you jerked off and then when you were done, you had nothing else to do for the rest of the day until you could jerk off again. Well, which, not only that, but I mean, you I'm and I was good at being able to do it a couple, like three or four times in a day, but not right in a row. You, so when you, you and were I, done, you got to go do something, you know? So and yeah, you and I would sit there that. in class and instead of like paying well, attention to what was going class, on. Well, not, yeah, well. <laughs> Not with most of the teachers, most of the teachers. So we'll say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got Duff over there playing a little pocket pool. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, but I mean, we'd be in class and we'd be sitting there reading liner notes while everybody else was like, you know, we'd get A's. <laughs> so we'd be sitting there like reading liner notes while the teacher was up there talking about, I don't know, some crazy crap. <laughs> we just, well, part pass of it is all because we were smart and part of it was because our classmates were idiots, but that's, well, that too. Point. But, but I mean, seriously, like you, you had the time to do that. You know, I, I, and, and there was less distractions. Like now you're scrolling on social media or you're watching a movie on Netflix or you're, you, there, there's so many more distractions well, now. You don't, you don't dedicate that time let, to let, memorizing. Let, let's it. also say this too. We also our music collection, our uh, the metal we could listen to was limited to the metal we purchased. That too, because so yeah, when you only had ten CDs, you only had ten CDs, and when you would buy a new CD. That was the only new music you had until the next time you were able to buy another one. So, yeah, sometimes... So, the difference is, too, you spent time with every record you bought because you... it, Dude, like, when we were in high school, if a, if a CD was 15 or 20 bucks, I couldn't buy them all the time. So, yeah, you, you sat there with it. Now, I mean, dude, even us, like, we buy a lot of vinyl, but... Even still, like we're able, you and I are able to go to a store and buy fifteen records in a day. I just went. I just bought five new records today, and we'll talk about what we bought because I bought a bunch of cool ones today and yesterday too. But um, that was the difference, though. Like I said, when your CD collection increased individually, you know, when 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 the music you could listen to, when your music, when 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 the amount of music you could listen to, literally increased by one 
That was the only new one you had. It's Again, you didn't have Spotify. You couldn't listen to 50 new records this week. You could listen to the one you bought. Mm-hmm. And which is why there was nothing worse than albums without liner notes and lyrics. Ugh. Yeah, you'd get that plain, that plain, you'd open up an album and you'd flip over the thing and it was just plain white. And you're like, what a bunch of bastards. Like, I hate, oh. Because at least if you had some lyrics, like, you could, you could do something, you know. Or it had some cool artwork in it or something. Like, I always loved the booklets in User Illusion 1 and 2, the Guns N' Roses albums. Like, those are great booklets. I loved I loved the inserts on those ones. Those were cool. The, all the little drawings and cool pictures and all the lyrics. Like, those are awesome. You know, some of them just suck. I'm serious, man. There was, there was nothing worse in those days than, than CDs that didn't, that had, like, nothing there. Ugh. Ugh. I hate them. Um, okay, so uh, why don't actually what the hell I would we uh, why don't we talk about so so okay uh, start me off here w- what are some records that you picked up or uh, every record because because I okay so because of Vakin I had really not bought records in a year minus new releases or some repressings like I now I now own every Fate's Warning album. I, I own every Sabotage record, but those were ones that were being re-released, and I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure I get every one of these as they come out. But I would only buy a couple a month. Now that Vakken is over and I'm not going back, I'm going to go back to record shopping. So I went to two really cool record stores, one in Syracuse um, called Soundgarden and one in um, Rochester called The Record Archive, which you really like. I know you like that place too. Yeah, I'm going um, there in a couple of weeks, actually. Um, so, why do you let, let's talk about some of the stuff we got? Because we got some cool stuff. It's not all metal, but we got some cool stuff. Um, let me think here. I, I have to. Re- well, it's funny because the the actually the first the first. So I have a rule, and this rule applies to. Um, it, it applies to comic book shows. It applies to record shows. Everything I call it once around the room, meaning. I don't buy anything until I've been around the room once. Why? I, I'm the you, exact same way. You know what happens. Every single time, what happens? You you buy a record, and you're like, oh, I got such a good deal on this. And then you walk two like, booths down, and you find it $5 cheaper. Well, there's you know, that. So, there's also... You blow your load. When I'm, at, when I'm at a record store, I always grab what I want, but then when I'm done, I I sit down. Like I I always end up. What I buy at a record store is dictated by what else I buy at a record store. Like I'll have something that I'm gonna buy, but then I'll see something else that I want more, and then may and then I go, well, okay, I'm spending more than I wanted, and I put stuff back. Like, yeah, I'm with you, man. <laughs> totally. With but you. I mean, not only that, but like. It's also, you know, not only it's, oh, well, I found all these great albums and I buy them all at this first booth and then I go two booths down and they have stuff I wanted way more and now I'm Right, well, that's what I'm saying. It's not even just because I'm I, I'm expecting to find the same record from someone else cheaper. It's because exactly what you said. Like, well, dude, like when I was at a record store today, like there was a couple of things I had in my hand that I was going to buy. But then I saw one thing and I went, oh, uh, no, I got to get that. 
so, so I do, you know, I do once, I do once around the room. So yeah. that's my rule. So anyways, there was only one album where I, I made an exception to that. And that was, I found Stephen Wright's I Have a Pony. Stand, it's a stand-up comedy album. And for those of you who don't know Stephen Wright, shame on you. Yeah. I've seen um, him twice. It's amazing. He, I've seen him live too. He's once with you. And then I saw him once a couple of years ago. It's still amazing. He, I mean, he, if for the, he, you trust me, if you don't know Stephen Wright, you do know him. If you know the movie Half Baked, he's the guy on the couch. If you've ever seen the movie Canadian Bacon, he is the Mountie. If you've ever seen the movie uh, Natural Born Killers, I love him he's the movie. psychiatrist who's like, I don't quite, I never listen to what things women tell me. <laughs> like, he's I love that, that guy. guy. I love him for that line. I never listen to the things women tell me. Which, which um, is smart. Which is smart. It's good advice. <laughs> but Everybody should so, agree with him. So a couple Stephen Wright jokes are, I spilled spot remover on my dog. Now he's gone. I bought some batteries, but they weren't included. So now I have to buy them again. I bought some powdered water, but I have no idea what to add to it. I, like, I, I, I always liked it. It ever... Does it bother anybody else that the game Monopoly is only owned by one company? But you know, you know my favorite my favorite Stephen Wright line is like, and I, I use this like at like I remember one time we were asked like name your favorite quote, and my fa- and I said that um, my one of my favorite Stephen Wright lines, and I'm not gonna do the voice, is um, the early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. I love that one. <laughs> yes, because it's it's like oh my god, that's so cool. I always uh, love the but one. The best thing about seeing Stephen Wright, though, is when you see him live, the delayed reaction by the crowd because it takes the crowd a few extra seconds to get the joke. I always loved. Uh, I always loved the one he goes. I hooked my my brake light up to my gas pedal, so whenever I press the gas, people are like, "What the hell is he driving?" Oh. <laughs> I always love that one too. I mean, he put his a humidifier jokes are- and a dehumidifier in the same room to let him fight yeah, it. Out, let him know? fight it out. <laughs> I got a map of the world, actual size. One summer, I folded it. One inch (laughs) equals one inch. It's awesome. People ask me where I live. I say B4. (laughs) It was like when I finally got to see Emo Phillips. Like, dude, it was a dream come true seeing that guy perform live. But anyway, that was... Some of those guys are just amazing. Like, I would love to get an Emo Phillips record, but... Like, um, that's the record. That's the only record where I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to think about not buying this right now. Let's also be fair. It couldn't have been that expensive. It was eight. It was eight bucks, and the worst thing you were going to do was find it for seven. You know what I mean? Like, well, and that's the thing. Like, I have I had never seen it in person before, so I was like, I, I just got to grab it. So, anyways, I got that. I got um, I got Ingve Momstein's Odyssey. I got Surfing with the Alien by Joe Satriani. I got Al Miola's first album. Um, oh. What else did I just... Oh, I got Billy Idol's Charmed Life because I don't care. I like Billy Idol. If you don't like Billy Idol, I feel sorry for you because Billy Idol rules. And you can't talk to Billy Idol like that. Um, uh, And the other thing I got... I got something else I can't really remember. Like, I, I, I just... I cleaned everything and got everything all, you know, whatever worked up. But the other thing I bought was a single. And I saw it sitting on the table and I said... I need to own this. And it's, first of all, for those of you who don't know, Ballroom Blitz is one of my all-time favorite songs. Like, all-time favorite songs. And I've heard a hundred different covers of it, and I love them all. If you cover Ballroom Blitz, and you're even somewhat true to the original by Sweet. Like 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 uh, like uh, Crocus's cover of it? Yeah. 
Crocus's cover. There's a punk band. So the record store, Angry Young and Poor, that I always buy from, they're in they're in Lancaster. They they sent me a, a like flexi. Are they in disc Lancaster, of, Pennsylvania? Yes. Oh wow, that's funny. Well, what's funny is their sticker. I, I wonder if they run down the street being like, "Ha ha, I use electricity and you don't." Well, what's funny is they sent they came out with a new sticker, and it's a zombie Amish guy in a buggy being pulled by like a skeleton horse. <laughs> That's it's awesome. so cool. Um, um, no, that, anyways, that's, but that, by the way, by the way, can I say something? I gotta just throw this out, and you can get mad at me if you want. To. I hate that song. I don't care. I I I, I never liked this. Like I I I enjoy Cassandra's boobs when 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 Crucial Taunt is playing it because Cassandra's hot and you know boobs are good. You know why are boobs good? You know, but like um, I don't. I I just I'm sorry. Just not I, a fan. That's fine. I I generally don't like musical theater, so <laughs> this is what the whole this is what half the show's about. You're allowed to like that stuff. You're allowed to not like stuff. Um, and you know, I so it. I mean, it's it's one of those songs. It's like Radar Love. I can't stand Radar Love. Well, there's something. Hate, okay, now I'm beginning to think there's something wrong with you. I think the How reason do you I don't like, like Golden You know what, though? I think the reason I don't like the song Radar Love is because I heard White Lion's terrible cover of it so many times that it made me not like it. Because White Lion sucks. Dude, I'm a hair metal well, guy, and I can't, I just, I can't do Mike Tramp's voice is, you know, when you can't, I, I hate White How Lion. do you not like do, 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 Golden Earring, listen to Golden Earring's version. I know, no, I know Golden Earring's version. I'm just saying, I think White Lion ruined the song for Dude, me. Dude, it's even got that cool drum part. The doom, 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 How do you not yeah, like I that? Know, I, thought, I don't know. That's like right up nuts. your alley. I know the song. I, I know, I know. Boom, 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 boom. I know, I know. I know, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. If you've never seen Slapshot, see it. If you have seen Slapshot, you get what we're saying. I know, I know. Your wife um, likes, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I, I got I got the single of, uh, you know, I don't have the Wayne's World soundtrack on vinyl, so I got the single of, and it's got Cassandra from when she's shooting her music video wearing like the, the like, uh, Tarzan bikini thing and I saw it and I was like well that's of course what attracted me to the, the single I'm like that's Cassandra oh my god that's Ballroom Blitz oh my and god that's Cassandra singing Cassandra. that's Crucial Taunt singing Ballroom Blitz I bought it it wasn't even a question I bought it um no but I you know because I mean come on I mean I'd, I'd raise the bridge file down the nut and take the buzz off the low E god I love this woman um god I love this woman but I mean seriously like Cassandra you know I, we always said like you know you, you look at the movies that like we always talk about so there's you know Detroit Rock City there's Wayne's World there's there's Airheads we've always said like out of all those movies if you're talking about like the girls if you're gonna match us up I'd totally be with Cassandra you'd totally be with Kayla or or Susie with, Susie two, Z's. with two Z's yeah yeah definitely with, you, no, you belong with Susie stuck with he, Kayla I was but. gonna say I, I was just gonna say you belong with Susie with two Z's you'd end up getting stuck with Kayla <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one <laughs> who's throwing you out. Like piss, I hated man. your music. I always have. <laughs> this smells like piss, man. Um, <laughs> she booted you out again, huh? Uh, bitch. Yeah, I mean, if that happened. That happened. <laughs> um, by the way, okay, I want to throw this out. So, uh, of the records you bought, well, by the way, Suffering with the Alien Rules. Um, yeah, it does Satch Boogie. It's not my favorite Satch album. 
Um, What's your favorite Satch album? Uh, 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 um, okay, now I'm blank on the name. Give me five seconds. I'm going to look. It's, um, 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 oh, come on. Where is it? Oh, uh, what's it called? Give me a second. I, I'll look. I can, I can picture it in my head. Um, what's it look like? Hold on. I'll just give you the answer. It's, um, Flying in a Blue Dream. I really ah. like that record. Um, Satch Boogie's it's got, got Big Silver Bad Surfer on it. It's got the, the song so. Big Bad Moon on it, which is my favorite Satch song. Um, Serving I'm, with the Aliens got Silver Surfer, so I was kind of. No, I know, I know. Uh, the, the song Flying know, in a Blue I Dream. <laughs> I know, I know. Flying in a Blue Dream is my favorite Satch song. It's one of those ones that everybody knows and doesn't realize they know it. Um, it's just a cool song. But. Surfing I almost with the bought Texas Flood, like, too. What's that? I almost bought Texas Flood, but the copy that I saw was scratched up, so. Um, but yeah, I dude, have. I mean, seriously, like, Satch is awesome. And Surfing with the Alien, is, it's a song that you, you know, it's like Cliffs of Dover by Eric Johnson. It's one of those songs you just probably know and don't know you know it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, it's just, it's good stuff. But I think, like, you got Odyssey by... Oh. by yeah, I was gonna say I got you, and I've told you about this, so I'll reveal it. So I was there's been two. First of all, one of the albums you've been talking about wanting for a long time was Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits by Kiss. It's not an easy album to come by. It's a late '80s Kiss album. Um, it's really not easy to find. You don't see it very often, and when you do, it's usually pretty expensive because um, it hasn't been repressed, and that was the only way to get it. I don't even know if they ever will repress it, but maybe they will. Um, and then uh, the other album that I've always felt that you needed to own was a copy of of Let Them Eat Metal by The Rods. Such a good record. That um, record's good, and the first one's really good, too. So I, I found these albums, and I was like... I don't want to live in a world where Duff does not own Let's Put the X and Sex on vinyl. And I don't want to live in a world where Duff does not own the cover to Let Them Eat Metal. <laughs> and if By you don't way, know what it looks like, search the rods, Let Them Eat Metal right now. It's not now. their first album, but their their second album, their, which is the, the self-titled album by the rods, kicks ass. It's unbelievably good. Wild Dogs is unbelievably good. And Let Them Eat Metal is even cooler. So... I, I snagged those for you, and that's like my late birthday present to you. So I well, grabbed I, those for you. I, I wheeled and deal. I even told the guy, I'm like, oh, my, my best friend, he's coming to visit me, and I wanted to get him. He's like, I'm like, what do you do on these? He basically gave me one of them for free. So I, I got a pretty cool, good man. deal on it. So that those are the other two things that I found. And trust me when I say that I was looking at that Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits thinking to myself, I kind of want this. But then I was like, nah, I'm going to be a good friend. <laughs> There's been there's been so many times because I have so many more record stores around me. There's been so many times where you're like, "Hey, do you want that?" And I'm like, "Yes," and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> well, like, like, well, what's funny? What's funny that you mentioned Smashes, Smashes, and Hits because that store in Rochester had a copy forever, and I I swear to God, I was like, if they have it, I'll just buy it. I was gonna buy it today had I seen it, but they didn't. So it's kind of cool that you were able to get it. Um, what I was going to tell you is, uh, now I, I have, I have mentioned before that, um, I'm a pretty big fan of Yngwie, but I'm a big fan of Yngwie because he's got a lot of songs that I really, really like. 
like marching out for example has the song i'll see the light tonight i'll see the light tonight i I love it the song trilogy has my favorite ingve song it's you don't remember i'll never forget but odyssey actually has a couple uh which you got has a couple of songs i really really like the the title the first track is called rising force and it's really good but it's also got heaven tonight which is probably his most famous song it's like his only single it's well yeah he had a couple like i said it, um, but I'll it's see- his only single that did anything right 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 well like i said you don't remember i'll never forget got some airplay and so did i'll see the light tonight heaven tonight was probably his biggest of and them and no one who didn't play guitar cared yeah it, it really no one who did at least the three songs that I just mentioned. Like I said, I'll See the Light Tonight from Marching Out, You Don't Remember, I'll Never Forget from Trilogy, and Heaven Tonight on Odyssey got... You could have someone who's not a guitar player listen to those. They're totally glam rock songs. But you don't... They're legit songs that just have extended guitar solos in them. They're not... It's not like trying to show someone, you know, uh, Far Beyond the Sun sun or Black Star or whatever, you know, or, you know, Icarus Dream Suite. You know, it's it's like, it's not like trying to show them that because they won't care. Like, these songs are more like the equivalent of being like, I understand if you're not a musician, you might not get into Dream Theater, but you could listen to Pull Me Under. Yeah. Because it's a great song that has a lot of really complicated stuff in it. Um I again, my favorite Ingve song is "You Don't Remember." I'll never forget from Trilogy, but Odyssey is really one of his best albums. The, the, the song "Rising Force" kicks ass. Uh, Heaven Tonight kicks ass. It's a really great album, and what what I like about those three in a row. Now, look, the first one is 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 the album "Rising Force" is is you know the, one of the most famous guitar albums of all time. It really truly is. But the next three, Marching Out Trilogy and Odyssey, <clears throat> I would highly recommend just as to anybody. They're, they're just great, great albums. Um, the uh, I think the coolest song they ever did was called The uh, Seventh Sign from the album The Seventh Sign. came out in 94. Um, Mike, uh, it's like Viscera is his last name. I don't want to. I don't want to screw that up. It's it's literally like his last name is Viscera, but um, hold on. Uh, I'm looking it up. Let me see if that's his name. Uh, what's your name, buddy? Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, Michael Viscera. Go figure. Um, it's probably like pronounced Viscera, but whatever. Um, hey, give me credit. I was I was I was right. Um, that album kicks ass. Seven Sign kicks ass, but it's a metal album. Um. I, I will admit, I actually like the majority of the Yngwie records. They're not all great. Uh, Yngwie albums are better when Yngwie's not the one singing on them. Um, when he hires awesome vocalists, they're they're way better. But anyway, dude, long story short, um, I love the album Odyssey. I, I do. I, I absolutely love that album. And uh, would definitely listen to it all day. One of those all day, I could listen to it, everyday records. Um, trying to think. Yeah, so surfing with the alien. Yeah, you got some, dude. So I don't even know. I got even think about this. You got Ingve's Odyssey. You got Satch's surfing with the alien, and you got the first album 
uh, by uh, uh, Al Demiola. And uh, didn't you say you also got um, – uh, did you get a Tony McAlpine record? Oh, you're right. I got I got uh uh, the, uh um, not the one with tears of not not the one with tears of hair. Insanity. Uh, oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. But yeah, I got a Tony McAl. I got Tony McAlpine's. Like it's it's generally his his most popular album in terms yeah. of like musicians and stuff. And I'm having a brain fart yeah, right well, now. Well, the um uh maximum security is the one that i always think of but that's only because of the song tears of sahara's on it which one did you get did you get hold on i'm looking i'm looking too i'm trying to remember which one you got because i don't remember which one you got i know exactly what i'm trying to figure out i'm trying to i'm having a brain fart i can see the cover well i'd have to i'd have to look because I, I actually just don't remember which one you bought edge um, of insanity that's it oh his first one so you got his yeah. first album yeah okay. i guess first album um I, I always think of Maximum Security, but that, it's only Maximum Security is the second album. Yeah, because it, because Tears of Sahara is on it. I, actually, interestingly, that album was in my hand. That was an almost guaranteed purchase until I thought I bought that album for you. No, you didn't. Because because you, you know you bought me you bought me um, uh, Al Demiola. You did not buy me Tony McAlpine. Because I remember the when I bought Maximum Security by Tony McAlpine, they had two copies, and I think you said you didn't want it at the time. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, uh, yeah, that, interestingly, um, I love that record. Um, I had it on CD. I've just I've never owned it on vinyl. No, I've um, loved Tony McAlpine. He's I remember because I mean, well, Edge of Insanity's on Shrapnel Records, yeah, which yeah, yeah. you know that's all of the Shredders were on Shrapnel. The cacophony and all them were Racer on X. Yeah. I think Racer X was on. Shrapnel. Uh, well, if they're not. Um, they should have been. Tony McGaw. Uh, Dude's insane, though. Yeah, well, and he's um, uh, he's a shredder, but he's also... He's very musical. He's very musical. You, you can listen... You can listen... You can listen to Tony... You can listen to Al DiBiola. I get it. He's jazz, I guess, but... You he's can listen jazz to Al, fusion, though. You can listen to Al DiBiola... And you can, I think you can listen to Tony, Tony McAlpine because they're very, they're, they're, musical. Shred, they're musical shredders. I mean, in fairness, some Yngwie is. I always enjoy listening to Yngwie because a lot of his stuff is so, I mean, it's neoclassical, but it's so classical in oh, sound that that's, that's a lot the of other very pleasing to listen to. That's the other album I almost bought today. They had, so another vendor had Racer X Second Heat, and I almost bought that one. Uh, well, Racer X kick it. They kick ass too. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, you were definitely in a in a let's go shredder um, uh, mood, and I don't mean the you know the the, the villain to the Ninja Turtles. Um, and I and again, I almost bought I almost bought Texas Flood by Steve Ray Vaughan. So I almost had a guitar player's day there. That's a cool record too. Oh, dude, dude, I didn't realize this. I, I just happened to look up uh, um, Tony McAlpine. On Edge of Insanity, he played Kramers, which that figures. With DiMarzio's, that figures. Yeah, he was a big... He's not now, but he he's an EMG guy now. But he was a big DiMarzio guy in the 80s. Like, one of their big dudes. But on Maximum Security, he played BC Rich guitars with DiMarzio pickups. I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't know if he just played a... Um a uh, um, uh, a super distortion or not, but dude, the the, the Demarzio super distortion is the um little bit of guitar stuff. 
Oh, he switched to Seymour Duncan at some point. Well, yeah, he probably switched. Let, let's be fair. When it comes to pickups, most guys will play whatever brand is endorsing them at the time. Um, the DeMarzio was the first aftermarket pickup company, basically. And the Super Distortion was their flagship. So why am I telling you this? Not that you care about you know guitar equipment if you're not a guitar player. But back in those days, back in the 70s, guitar amps were not like they are now. Now, you can plug into a guitar amp that is so full of like, like you can plug into a Mesa Boogie or whatever, a 5150, where the, where the guitar amps have so much distortion that you could get super heavy guitar sounds. Well, back in the 70s, guitars weren't that way, or guitar amps weren't that way, so what you had to do was you had to push the output into the amp, okay? That's why guys who play old Marshalls, a lot of them use overdrive pedals to push to push into the amp to make the amp sound heavier. So, so you'll see a lot of guys play rats or tube screamers. Like exactly. James Hetfield played a, a Proco rat um, into a Marshall, and that's how I think. I think it was a Proco rat that he plugged. What's that? On, on Kill em All. Yeah, Kill em All was a And then he switched to Mesa Boogies on Ride the Lightning and, and Master um, Puppets. But another one of the one of the first ways that guys did it was putting aftermarket pickups into their guitar, essentially to hot rod. Their, that's what they were doing. They were hot rodding their guitar. In other words, by putting a pickup in their guitar that had higher output, it meant that the guitar itself was pushing more into the amp. So, for example. The 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 DiMarzio Super Distortion, and I have one in one of my Jackson guitars. I had one. I had a purple one specially made for me that I was putting in a guitar that I was building. I ended up putting taking it apart and putting it in a Jackson. If you want to know what that sound like, I will give you an example. Listen to "Alive" by Kiss. Okay, Ace Frehley's guitar sound in that record. He's just playing a Marshall amp. He's got a Les Paul with a DiMarzio Super Distortion in it. With three of them. Well, yeah, but, like, he only used one. <laughs> he, he has... He even says... He even said, I only use, ever used the bridge pickup. I just thought it looked cool to have three pickups. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, Kiss Alive was, like, 75, you know? 74, 75. I think it was, like, 75, something like that. Back in 75... They um now I'm now I'm curious oh I'm good it was seventy five I looked it up um it you didn't have Ace Freely couldn't plug into a fifty one fifty or a Mesa Boogie he couldn't plug into an amp that had uh, tons of balls in it so what did you do you pushed it so what Ace Freely used was a Les Paul with a dunk with a Demarzio Super Distortion that was the pickup that was in his guitar. So if you, I always say, like, if you want to know what that pick, like, what is that pickup? Like, well, that's it. You know, that's what that is. Put that pickup in a Les Paul and plug it into a Marshall, and that's kind of what you get. But the thing is, 
is that things been around ever since then. This is something I love about guitars. We you know we we've talked before about how like what is heavy, you know, like heavy gets heavier over the years. Heavy now is, you know, hey, we think a Pantera is heavy, and by today's standards, Pantera's not heavy. Whatever. But technology drives a lot of that. Bands get heavier when technology allows them to get quote unquote <laughs> heavier. And um that's just one of those cool little things about something like a DiMarzio super distortion pickup. By the 70s standards, that was the hottest. By hottest, I mean like the most aggressive output pickup ever. By today's standards, it's nothing. I love them. I think they're awesome. Um, uh, if you've never used, like, like seriously, like, I um, my favorite pickup for the record. I know you're a, you're a, an SH5 guy. Um, SH6. Six, sorry, sorry. You're an SH6 guy. The SH5 is a different one. Um, Get it right or pay the price. No, no, no. The SH5 is the Duncan Custom. Um, I am a an SH4. My favorite, my favorite Seymour Duncan pickup is a Seymour Duncan JB, which does not stand for Jeff Beck. By the way, it stands for Jazz Blues. In case you're wondering, um, my favorite pickup in the world. It's a Seymour Duncan JB, which was one of their original pickups that was meant to be. Seymour Duncan's answer to the DeMarzio Super Distortion. Again, don't want to make this a guitar, you know, pickup conversation. And by the way, if any of my facts were slightly wrong, whatever. I'm not reading this stuff right now. I'm going off of memory here. Point being, um, you're right. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Tony McAlpine was a guy who used that sort of stuff. And I would be, I would be curious. I, I'm going to look up what DeMarzio he used. I'd be very curious. I mean, back in the 80s, there weren't a billion different DeMarzios that there are now. Um, but, um, I have all kinds of pickups. I have the SH6s. I have the Dimebag, uh, Dimebucker. I have the Dave Davidson Revocation 7-string oh, DiMarzios in my, in my... You'll, you'll, you'll never guess what pickup, what, what DiMarzio pickup I used. Super Distortion. <laughs> a super Distortion. Because everybody has owned... Anybody well, who played guitar in the 80s, you probably had one at one point in time. It's because he wanted the sustain. Do you hear the sustain? Oh, that's, uh, you know, I, I, another funny thing. I almost sent this to you. One of the record vendors had uh, the Spinal Tap soundtrack. Which I have, up, too. But. Right, I do, too. I have the, I uh, have. I bought it for, like, $3 back in Erie in the 90s. I bought, I, well, I, I have the all-black cover. Like, I have the one that's, like, so do it I. doesn't have anything on it. So do I. Um, like well, I, a, wish some, I, had the, I wish I had the smell of the glove cover, but that's besides the point. So, some of them have like they say like Spinal Tap or you know they say whatever. No, mine's straight it. black. Yeah, that's th that's the good one. But he had it up on the wall, and he, he had a post-it note on it that said, "How much more black could this get?" So I walked up to him and I said, "The answer is none, none more black." <laughs> and of course, I asked him like, "You ever see Year and Half Life Metallica?" And he goes, "No." And I said. There's a scene in it where Spinal Tap walks up to Metallica and says, "We have a bone to pick with you. It's called the Black Album." <laughs> it was awesome. Um. Oh, by the way, another thing, real quick, because this show needs to be psychotic at all times and go in fifty different directions and never stay on topic. It never ceases to amaze me how. Uh, I think it was Charlie Banani posted a picture of a whole bunch of like of of him with like, a whole bunch of members of Pantera. It never ceases to amaze me that anytime Big Val shows up anywhere, you see immediate you see immediately see a hundred people going, "Whoa Val, Whoa Val, 
Whoa, well. Um, all right, so here's what I want to do. I want to talk about some of the records that I picked up. Got a couple of things okay. I want to talk about. But uh, in, in full transparency, um, I've got to take a squirt. So why don't we go on a break real quick so I can take a squirt? I'm also out of beer. I need more. And then we'll come back. So, uh, Rex, why don't you throw us off to, uh, to a break real quick, and then we'll come back, talk about some records I got, maybe some other things. All right, so we're going to take a break, and uh, yeah, as he said, I'm going to go get more beer, too, because I, I actually managed to plow my way through my sixer. Ah, sixer. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some more records we got. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about what it is to be a metalhead, who knows, whatever. Um, this show doesn't make any sense half the time. We don't even know what we're going to do. Um, this will be the last episode for, not the last episode ever, but the last episode for the month of August, probably into September, actually. Because, hey, we got places to be. But anyways, we'll be right back here on the Heavy Metal Hangover. Whoa, Val! We're back. That's the first break we've taken on this show in... A long We're all woohoo and crap. We're all woohoo and stuff, man. You guys are crazy, man. <laughs> We're partying here. We got all kinds of beer. Actually, I only have one kind of beer, but well, I have I have two twenty-four ounce beers left. <laughs> I had I, four pounders in the first part of the show. Now I got. I brought down ah, another sixer. A twenty-four ounce. What is that? Like a deuce and a half? I don't know, but this is a, this is a lot of beer. Anyway, so uh, it's so crazy. I'm drinking cool. light beer, man. Uh, I that shows too. you how old I am. I'm 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 drinking light beer too. I'm actually I'm, I'm drinking straight up urine. Um, no, you're not point. drinking Coors Light, please. I no. am drinking Coors Light. Oh um, my god! Oh. Why though? Because no, no, no. Because they were out of Miller Light, and I wanted light beer. Because I knew I was drinking. Dude, no, you no, should have at least bought like Rolling Rock or what, something. What I what I what I drank at the <laughs> Rolling Rock. Dude, I always think of the Keystone. Deer Hunter when I. I always think of the Deer Hunter when I think of Rolling Rock, but, um, when. I started the show. I drank four of the pounders of Miller Lite, so I knew I'd be drinking Miller Lite. And because they didn't have Miller Lite, I was like, "Well, at least if I drink Coors Light, it's not—it's not gonna mess my system. It's not like drastically changing what I'm drinking." And by the way, anybody who tells you that Guinness is better in Dublin is right. <laughs> oh, dude, did I tell you the guy taught us the proper way to pour a Guinness out of a can? Uh, maybe. You know how they make those Guinness cans with the little, like, nitrous thing in there? Yeah. When we were at the Guinness storehouse, he taught us the proper way to pour it. You know what it is? Mm. Throw it away. Oh, you don't pour <laughs> Guinness out of a can? No, throw it away, because the only Guinness worth drinking is, is out of a tap. Um, uh, that's yeah, an dude. old joke. I mean, they yeah, made that about yeah, every but, freaking beer made. Yeah, but the problem with Guinness is it's actually extremely temperamental. If you don't pour it the right way, it... He, he actually did show us, like, this is poured the right way. This is not. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's, it's, it's better. It's for better. all, for all the times I drink Guinness, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I've never been a Guinness guy. I, well, now that I've had it for real, it's like, oh, well, never mind. But anyway, I don't, okay. I mean, like, I've, I've, I, I, Canadian I beer is as fancy as I get. I love Guinness, but it is temperamental, and if it's not poured right, it just doesn't work. And um, dude, the day I sit there and say that beer is not poured right, I'm not drinking this, is well, the day no, no, no. I jump in front of a freaking truck. That's the problem. Guinness is like the one beer that's like that. 
Um, Dude, I refuse to ever be in a situation where I'm not going to drink a beer because it's poured right. I don't have my head that far up my ass, okay? That's why I don't order Guinness. I don't drink it because it's temperamental. If my head is ever so far up my ass that I'm going to turn down a beer because it wasn't poured right, I don't give a crap what brand it is unless it's Coors Light. Well, I didn't say I'm going to turn it down. Dude, you're going to sit there and pretend like you're some kind of beer snob now drinking Coors Light? No, 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 no. I'm not a beer snob. My point is that's why I don't order dude, Guinness. Dude, you could pour Guinness down someone's ass crack and it will taste better than Coors Light. Well, that's true. I just mean like that's why I don't order Guinness because it, it's temperamental. It's it's one of those like where if it's not made – it's just some foods like that. It's like, well, if it's not made right, it just tastes like crap. Guinness, if it's not poured right, tastes like crap. But anyway. Dude, I, don't, dude I, I can't – like I'm listening to you sitting here drinking Coors Light talking about, well, if Guinness isn't poured right, it just won't taste – it tastes terrible. Like I said, you could literally pour Guinness down the crack of someone's ass into a glass and drink it after wringing a bar rag into it, and it would taste better than Coors no, Light. The difference is you can drink Coors Light because it's piss water regardless of how it's poured. I, dude, I – I, I don't, dude. There's dude, nothing in this world. I, that I way, man. don't. I food. Some is, food is like if you overcook it, it tastes like crap. But so I'll yeah, just I eat cheap. Dude, but but that's like saying like, well, I refuse to eat a hamburger unless it's cooked to my exact specifications. I'm gonna go to McDonald's right now, though. That's <laughs> like, exactly the point. Get the hell out of like, here. I'm not gonna pay for a steak if you're gonna ruin it. So I'll just eat McDonald's. I'm get not gonna order a Guinness if you're not gonna Freaking, if you're gonna ruin it. So I'll just drink. Go to Dublin beer. and now you're like, what, what's next? You're gonna be like, I only drink peanut butter apple IPAs. Because uh, there's because only a couple. There's yeah, only a couple yeah. IPAs I like. Like get the hell out. Now you're no, all no, like, I only drink it's, craft it's not, beers. And, and by the way, it's not because I was in Dublin. I've only ever had Guinness made properly in the United States <laughs> once, and that's when I learned like, oh, this is. Act- I was never a Guinness. I'm never a big Guinness drinker. Until I had someone pour it right one time, and I went, oh, this is actually really good. They're like, yeah, if you actually do it right, it tastes really good. Um, yeah, but I don't think Guinness it, it, tastes it, bad. <laughs> like, that's the I thing. think it tastes bad. I'm saying I think it tastes better. Anyway, that's besides the point. All right. So I bought some records over the last couple of days. Um, let me bring back up my, uh, my Discogs, and I'll look at the ones that I bought um, yesterday. Let me see what I bought. Um... So I got some cool stuff. Uh, where is the newest editions? Okay. So um, I got a couple in the mail when I was gone. Uh, I got the last couple of Fates Warning albums that I didn't have. I got Fates Warning, uh, FWX, and uh, and Disconnected. Uh, Disconnected is the record that came out when I interviewed Ray Elder. Um, the song One is off that album. It's just one of their – it's a great, great, great song – uh, by Fate's Warning. Uh, it's probably one of those ones that if you heard it, you'd go, I remember playing that. Uh, I got Merciful Fate in the Shadows, my favorite Merciful Fate album. Screw you, anybody who had, who, I don't care. Think, say what you want. Into the sh- In the Shadows is amazing. I right? am the bell witch. I ordered that a while ago. It's pretty good. That whole album is freaking good, man. Like, look, I get it. Actually, I really like Nuns Have No Fun. I, I like, A Corpse Without a Soul. What a great song that is. Um, look, I love Melissa and I love Don't Break the Oath as much as everybody else. But In the Shadows, dude, has Egypt, the Bell Witch, the Old Oak. Dude, the Old Oak is probably the best song on the record. Then you have Is That You, Melissa? Oh, Melissa. 
Lisa. You know, I can't sing like that, but you get my point. Great. It's just, it's a great album. And, I, you know, we both had it on cassette from a million years ago. Um, finally got the Haunted made me do it. Um, I was never a huge Haunted fan like you are, but it's a great album. You know, I... I'm admittedly not a huge fan of The Haunted. They're right, dude. I mean, if there was a band that was ever, like, in your pocket, like, right there, perfect for you, The Haunted. I mean, honestly, dude, if I was trying to describe a band that's rather perfect for you musically, The Haunted is pretty strongly one of those bands. Um, And I think Made Me Do It is one of those records that's right there for you. Um, But the ones I got yesterday at the record store, I got a couple of big albums for me. Um, I got Blind Guardian's Nightfall in Middle Earth, which it's funny. It's one of those records that it's not really expensive and it's in production. But if you go to a record store, they might get one copy of it. But because record stores don't get a lot of copies and like Amazon doesn't get a lot, they're one of those ones that these jackass scalpers will just... Amazon will get 10 copies, so they'll buy all 10 and then they'll sell them for $200 for no reason. So if you go into a local record shop and they have one, it's like, well, they have, they're not going to charge you 150 bucks for it. They're just going to sell it. They're going to charge you the $30 that it would normally cost. So, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to Nightfall of Middle Earth. Um, it's, uh, it's Blind Guardian's record that it's the entire record is this, is their way of making the Silmarillion not boring. <laughs> um, cause dude, I can't even imagine Try, I, I've never been able to finish the Silmarillion. Sorry, I know. Take my take my nerd points away from me, but I can't do it. Um, and, and I have tried. But Nightfall of Middle-Earth, dude, it has um, Into the Storm. It has the song Nightfall. It has The Curse of Feanor. It's probably one of the best songs Blind Guardian ever did. It's got Mirror Mirror, um, a record I absolutely love. I got Paradise Lost's Tragic Idol, which I'm a big fan of Paradise Lost. But the thing about that record specifically was I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to take something from, you know, uh, um whatever happened to Paradise Lost, is it true that they got lost? Like I know that that's about Celtic Frost, but the thing about Paradise Lost is, you know, think back to the 90s, right? They had Lost Paradise and Gothic, which were more death metal. But then you had Icon and Draconian Times, which were, like, Gothic and really great. And then they got weird for a while. The band was weird for a while. They just were. And I'm not how to, no, I'm not sure how to better say that. I mean, Faith Divides Us, Death Unites Us is a cool record, but for the m- most part, they just got weird. Tragic Idol came out in 2012, and I, like, I, like, creamed my pants right there when I heard it. I don't know how to better say it. Like, when Tragic Idol came out. Wow. There's, hey, man. Is that a tornado warning? Yeah, I got a tornado warning, so let's just keep going. Tragic Idol. I'm in a basement, well, so I'm good. If Rex cuts out, it's because he's dead. If, if, I cuts uh, out, it's, if I cut out, it's because I'm dead. Because <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> Sorry, Rex is dead. Um, <laughs> I did, man. I lost it, right? I whipped my Skippy right there. 
because Tragic Idol was when Paradise Lost became Paradise Lost again. When they went back to being more like Draconian Times, but heavier. And it's so good, dude. Tragic Idol is so good. And everything that band has done since is amazing. That's a big one for me. Um, because I have every Paradise Lost album since Tragic Idol. Plague Within, Medusa, um, Obsidian. Like I have all of those. So that record was important to me. The only Paradise Lost album I don't have that I really want is uh, is Icon. And I wish they'd reprint it because it's always really expensive. Um, I got Slayer's Haunting the Chapel. I mean, it's a repress, but it was cheap. And I do actually like that. I mean, I always say I'm not a big Slayer fan, but I love Hello 8s. And, and I like Haunting the Chapel. Um it's a, I know it's like your favorite EP ever made. I, I like it a lot. Um, it was one of those, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it, but it was the right price, you know. I got My Dying Bride's Aventa, which is a weird, it's a weird album. It's nowhere near one of my favorite My Dying Bride albums. Um, but it was cheap, so I picked it up. I got Grand Funk's Hits, because Grand Funk, they rule. This is the greatest hits, but they rule. And I got a record by UDO, like Udo Dirk Snyder's band, called We Are One. I've never heard it. I didn't even know what it was. But it's a double album by Udo. And I was like, okay. You know, like, uh, I thought it was an instant purchase. And, and I say it was an instant purchase because it's, dude, it's Udo. How, like, how could it not be an instant purchase? Um, Today... So, dude, for five bucks, I got Seventh Star, the album that was Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi. Um, that album is awesome. Now it's it's it, because Glenn Hughes is who does vocals on it, and Glenn Hughes's vocals are just awesome. And Eric Singer plays drums. Like, it's it's an awesome record. It's called Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi. If I remember correctly, it was supposed to be a Black Sabbath... Or, excuse me. It was supposed to be a Tony Iommi solo album. But their manager was Don Arden. You know, Ozzy's wife, Sharon, her dad. If I'm not mistaken, they, they made it say Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi in a way to figure out a way to sell copies of it instead of calling it a Tony Iommi record. Um, so it was kind of a mess, but it's a great album and I, and I really like it. I got the, the red Grand Funk record, the first one, which is my favorite Grand Funk record for $3. You don't care about those. I got Live After Death, which believe it or not, I didn't have. Um, and I'm super excited that I have that finally. But the three really cool ones that I got that I wanted to talk about was I actually, and I have never seen these on vinyl before, I got the Pagan Prosperity 
and ill-natured spiritual invasion by old man's child. Those, the Pagan Prosperity was the first black metal album I ever owned, I think. It was either, I'm looking at song names, trying to figure this out. Um, I remember the first black metal albums I got were the first three. So In the Shades of Life, Born of the Flickering, and The Pagan Prosperity were the first three albums by Old Man's Child. Because I picked them up, you know, from in the crap bins at the radio station. So really, Old Man's Child's who got me into black metal. Now, admittedly, they're a super group. You know, they've got a lot going on in comparison to, like, standard fair black metal. But I, I absolutely love that band. So I'm really excited to have two of those, like, because they're great albums. But the other one that I bought today, which was a, you know, uh, my expensive purchase. I didn't spend a ton of money on it. But my expensive purchase today was um, No Rest for the Wicked by Ozzy. Which has always been my favorite Ozzy album. It's been my favorite Ozzy album, uh, I, I don't know, since like eighth grade. It is, it's the Ozzy album that I listen to the most. It is hands down my favorite Zach album ever made. Um, I just love it. And of course, it's the only Ozzy record that's a pain in the padded ass to try to get. Of course it is. And I can't, so I just finally was like, damn it, they have it, I'm buying it. I just... I had to get it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't not buy it. I felt like I had to. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Probably am. <laughs> I probably am crazy. But so what? Um, some things you just got to get, you know? Like, I, 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 do you know what I mean? Like, like, what you were saying earlier about how, like, you go to the record store and or you go to a record show or whatever and like you 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 walk around but sometimes you just find that record where you're like damn it damn stores it i gotta get it i mean stores are different stores i'll walk into a store and snatch your record up faster and i mean shows are usually the only time i do the once around the the block rule um stores i'm like grabbing everything that's not nailed down if i'm even slightly interested in it and then later on i'll decide well, if i really want it like like the store the store in 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 Rochester for example has a um like they have a and you've been there they have a wall like behind where the oh I don't want what sorry my my computer was just telling me about accessibility shortcuts I'm like do I look like someone who needs those sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do I look like Larry Flint come on um no I'm kidding um <laughs> that was mean but like. They have this wall of, of, of records, and a lot of them are rock and metal. In fact, most of them are, where they're like, these ones are just more expensive. And they're more expensive because they're, they're either like they're a rare version of something or they're something like Smashes, Smashes, and Hits, where they're just not that many copies exist. They're kind of a pain in the ass to find. So some of them are specifically because they're a certain pressing. They're the, they're the first pressing of something. And some of them, like in the case of No Rest for the w Wicked, you just can't get the damn thing. There aren't other pressings of it. There aren't modern pressings. Because the thing about the thing you got to remember about Aussie records 
is there are there are often problems with Aussie records being released because of royalties. I mean, look at like um I'm trying to think what uh was it was it no more tears there there there's Aussie records that have been re-recorded. Oh. You mean like like they did with Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman where they tried to replace Daisley and Curse like you talking about those? Yeah, there's lots of stuff like that. There's other examples of those. Um but like Sharon will go in and have someone else go in and replay the parts just to cut down on the royalties he has to pay people. So I do not know what's going on with with No Rest for the Wicked. Why that's the one that's not been like I don't know. Like I know the ultimate sin has a problem because Phil Susan, S-O-U-S-S-A-N, I think his name's spelled, he's the one who wrote Shot in the Dark. He wrote Shot in the Dark. Like he has full writer's credits to Shot in the Dark. And because of it, that really screws with the writing credits of that record. Because Phil Susan gets writing credits from that record because of that song. And that song is a big song. It's the only real single off the record. So that made The Ultimate Sin problematic for a long time because Sharon doesn't want to have to give album royalties to anybody else but herself. Who Who is it, the writer to it? Phil Susan, S-O-U-S-S-A-N, I believe it was spelled. So like, I'm going to look now. I'm going to look now because now I want to know. No, I mean, I'm but like, sure so I'm, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at the, the No Rest for the Wicked. Um, I really want to say that maybe the reason why the, those two albums in particular haven't been released is because they never, none of them had super strong singles. By the way, it is Phil Susan, spelled S-O-U-S-S-A-N, and the thing about the rest of the album was that the rest of the album was written by Bob Daisley and Jakey e. Lee, but... Shot in the Dark was written so, by Phil Susan. What's interesting, though, dude, if you think if you look at like what albums have been released, Blizzard of Oz has been put out again on vinyl. I see it at Walmart. Diary of a Madman, same thing. I honestly don't think I have seen a repress of Bark at the Moon, The Ultimate Sin, or No Rest for the Wicked. I truthfully think the first Ozzy album I've seen a repress of after the two Randy Rhodes albums were... Uh, 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 um, 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 well, oh my God. I mean, I mean, like, No More Tears was repressed. No More Tears, yeah. And it was a joke because you didn't even get a flipping insert. You got nothing. You literally got generic paper, and it was like $40. Yeah, it was crap. Um, and I, truthfully and honestly, like, I'm waiting for Osmosis to get re-released. I was going to say, I'd love what Osm Osmosis did. Like, I'd love to get a copy of Osmosis on vinyl, and then all of my Aussie... Except for No More Tears, all because, I mean, it was released in the 90s. All of my Aussie is original. None of it's a repress. All of my 80s is, um, yeah, mine all is, too. I, 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 bought, I bought Tribute to Randy Rhodes in high school for, like, five bucks. Um, I don't have Speak of the Devil, and I also don't I do. care. I do. It's surprisingly good. No, 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 no. It's, it's not surprisingly good. It's obnoxiously good. It's, it's actually one of the best things Ozzy's ever recorded. Um, 
Brad Gillis is so good on it. Dude, Brad Gillis. And you got to realize, like, when Brad Gillis did that tour with Ozzy, he never met the band until he was on stage. Not only did he not rehearse with them, he never met them. His introduction to the band was walking on stage. Like, and dude, he had like three days notice. Brad Gillis, my hat's off to you, man. The only reason I don't care is just because I had it on CD and I never listened to it. It's just one of those where like, I respect the record so much. I just know I don't listen to it very often. I also so have Just Say Ozzy. I would, Just Say Ozzy's the same way. Um, what's I got like Miracle Man on it, like, and Bloodbath in Paradise, and Shot yeah, in the no, Dark, no, 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 no. I mean, it, it does as the live version. I would probably get Just Say Ozzy. I mean, I would get them both. Don't get me wrong. Like, I would own Speak of the Devil because I mean, dude, Systems of the uh, Systems of the Universe is on there. Like, and I would own Just Say Ozzy. I, I would. I would own them both without question. But they're also not two that I'm gonna. I'm not chasing either one of them down. I'm just not. Where No Rest for the Wicked is my favorite Ozzy album. Ultimate Sin. As time goes on, the Ultimate Sin becomes a very, very close second. Um, almost number one. Uh, it's weird. I, I'm at the point now where I go back and forth between Ultimate Sin and No Rest for the Wicked. But I, I, do, I love No Rest for the Wicked. It's got so many great songs on it. And um, I, I, I had to have it. Whereas, again, like I said, um, Just Say Ozzy and, and Speak of the Devil, I love them. If I ever saw them in a record store and they were priced in a decent way, I would pick them up. But I'm not dropping honored, I'm not dropping 100 bucks on either one of them. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited about having that. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely going to... I'm going to get some... I'm going to get some really good listening out of that. Let's just put it that way. Let's just put it that way. I uh, I have not listened to any of the records I bought yet. Uh, have I? No, I haven't. Um, but uh, that's because of, again, I spent yesterday and today driving around going to places to buy, you know, to buy records. Tomorrow, I'm going to get a chance to listen to them. Probably not all of them, but. I'm going to paint some Warhammer miniatures tomorrow. Looking forward to it. And one of my favorite things to do when I'm painting is listen to Bolt Thrower. <laughs> but when I run out of Bolt Thrower to listen to, it's my <laughs> what I do is listen to everything else. Um, bolt Thrower is so good. <laughs> They're so good. Sorry, I don't know why I decided to put a pretzel in my mouth when I was about to talk. Sorry. Um, but, oh, God. Seriously, like, By today's standards, I don't listen to death metal because I guess it's heavier now. But in the world of classic death metal, dude, come on, Bolt Thrower is so good. Um, I I I love the fourth the fourth crusade is is I always say if you want to check out Bolt Thrower, just listen to the title track of the fourth crusade because it's amazing. But I think like Honor, Valor, Pride. And those once loyal, which are their last two records. My 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 favorite song by them is "At First Light," which is the first track on those once loyal, which is the last record they did. 
I think it's one of those songs where if you play it, you'll go, oh, yeah, this is good. <laughs> you know? Like, it's so catchy and and riff-driven and just, it, it, it's, it's good. Now I kind of want to listen to Bolt Thrower, damn it. <laughs> you bastards. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that was my vinyl, uh, my vinyl shopping. I, I'm kind of excited, you know, um, cause it had been, it just been a long time, but well, Hey, uh, it's like the end of the episode. Now we normally do it. It's the beginning of the episode. My pick of the week is no rest for the wicked by Ozzy. Cause I just picked it up. Um, don't have a lot more to say about it because, you know, it's been around since, you know, the late eighties. Um, I do love the album though. I mean, Bloodbath in Paradise, the album came out in 89, but like Bloodbath in Paradise, I actually legitimately think Miracle Man is one of Ozzy's best songs. I, I think it's great. Uh, Breaking All the Rules is great. There's so many good songs on it. Breaking All the Rules. I mean, Demon Alcohol sucks. I know you don't like Fire in the Sky. I love that song. Um, Devil's Daughter is great too. Yeah, it, it's a, it's an awesome. Al- you know what though? I, I will say this. I love No Rest for the Wicked, but I do think that Ozzy's Live and Loud plays into that. I think I I I think it plays um plays into that. Um I'm trying to think what's on there. They what what else, what is on there that they do? I'm trying to remember. They do Miracle Man on there. Um anyway, doesn't matter. Point being, love the record. So that's my pick of the week. It's my pick of the week because I picked it up on vinyl. But your pick of the week is actually worth talking about. So I figured, even though it's the end of the show, not the beginning, and we're late, why don't why don't I let you do your pick of the week? Because it's actually worth mentioning. Mine is just I bought it on vinyl, but yours is worth mentioning. So my pick of the week is a uh, uh, an album by some friends of ours. Um, that's not why it's my pick of the week. I'm fair about these things. Uh, and when I say friends, I mean friend me of mine, know them. friend of ours. Well, I, a friend of I, no, and when no, I no, say no. I, I'm, I'm referring to Donnie Brasco, where they tell the difference between a friend of mine versus a friend of ours. Um, a fr- and when a I say friend, I mean a connected uh, guy. A friend of ours is a made guy. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. <laughs> I had three false starts. Um, uh, <laughs> You're a three pump chump. What can I, I was say? like, I was like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> um, anyways, so. Uh, when I say friends, I mean like we we know them through the show. I was really into their album um, under the dark mark. This is the this is the third album they've had out since that album. Didn't didn't you make their first album like your your album of the year? It was the album of the year whenever I whenever that album came out. That was my because album of the year. I remember they were they were super excited about. It. They're like, dude, we made album of the year, and yours it was legitimately your album of the year. Yeah, I, I had you no idea like, who these dudes because were. I knew these guys. It was without knowing anything about them. It was your album of the year. I, I still love that album. I still listen to it a ton, but this new album is really good. Um, I put it on in the car, and I uh, I finally figured out. And I think Pete's their vocalist. And I finally and I, I it's one of those things where I'm having a brain fart right now because it's late. I've been drinking beer. I was out all day, but like I, I finally ah, like figured drinking? out. You know who? What their vocalists remind me of? Tankard's vocalists. Oh, and that's not, not a Tankard bad thing. Simple. That's no. a compliment. No, that's not a bad thing at all. Tankard rules. Like I was listening to this album and I'm like, my God, I, I'm, I'm, I, I've like, 
I've heard this style of vocal before. And I was finally, I'm like, finally, you know, what did it for me was I was like, make a final stand, die with a beer in your hand. I'm like, tankard. Like, that's just what I heard in my head. But, uh, so, I mean, if you like thrash, definitely check out Bloodletter. So I hope I was flattering in saying that their vocals remind me a lot of Tankard. I'm not saying that they're I don't think they'll be upset ripping them off that. or mimicking them. I'm just saying that their vocal style reminds me of Tankard. But they don't sound the music sounds nothing like Tankard. Um, definitely a great thrash band. I'm happy to see that they're signed now. When Under the Dark Mark came out, they were unsigned, I believe, at the time. So I'm happy to see they're on a label now. They've got vinyl coming out. Um, if you if you are so inclined, try and get your hands on Bloodletter, a different kind of hell. That's their new album. Um, I'm really happy to push this. Again, you know, it's got nothing to do with the fact that dudes have been friendly with us. Um, I mean, we push stuff on on the show all the time that we like. Um, you know, as far as that, because I mean, I, I would love for you to check out this album. It's it's definitely great thrash metal. So if you're into thrash, make sure you get your hands on Bloodletters, a different kind of hell. Um, I think it's worth your time great album and uh, I'll be listening to it a bunch more I, my vinyl copy came while you were in Germany so I listened to it a bunch uh, I downloaded it um, you know I downloaded the because when you buy the vinyl via bandcamp you get the you get the mp3 so I downloaded that as well um, it's a great album um, I almost and, and it actually pushed aside another album that I got actually this I think a day or two later or the same day maybe. Uh, but that'll probably be my pick of the week next week. So I'll talk about that next week. So, yeah, way to ruin it for everybody. Yep. Now we know. Like, what the hell? What? There, there is now no point in listening next week. But I didn't say what my pick was next week. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I just, <laughs> I just feel it's all. I feel it's over. The, the, the whole well, show is pointless. Now. We won't have a pick of the week next week because we don't have a show until the like second week of September. Oh, well, you know, piss it then. <laughs> That's our, one of my listener. favorite lines in, in Blazing Saddles. Piss on you. I work for Mel Brooks. <laughs> piss on <laughs> you. Oh, there's so many good lines, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one I can actually say. <laughs> oh, yeah. F the poor. Oh, there's so many good ones. Well, that was in History of the World. No, yeah. no, well, which one did you say? I said bla- oh, I meant Blazing Saddles. I might have oh. said History of the World, but I meant I don't Blazing remember which, Saddles. You might, I don't remember. I, you probably did say Blazing Saddles. I, I, in my head, you were saying... Piss on world, you! But... I work for Mel Brooks. Yeah, it is yeah, blazing, yeah, that, that's in blazing Saddles. I may have said Saddles. history of the world. I no, don't no, no. know. Yeah, I don't remember which one you said, but that—that that, yeah, that, you're right. That's Blazing Saddles. Well, Blazing Saddles has got a million good lines too. I don't know, dude. When, when uh, dude punching the horse is still the best part of that whole. Movie, I no. Well, there, there's three scenes. There's two scenes that make me crack up every single time. It's Mongo punching the horse, and the stupidest part in the world where they they rope the guy and drag him down the street, and he goes, "Well." That's the end of this suit. <laughs> it's like the movie. dumbest thing. Every single time I see that scene, I crack up. Oh, my dog so just scared the crap out of me. It's thundering here, and he's scared. Uh-oh. So I suddenly felt something touching my arm, and I'm completely home alone, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I like jumped and looked down, right. and he, he's looking up at me. We, we both have pit bulls, and yours is afraid of storms, and my, mine's too dumb to realize he's supposed to be. They're, <laughs> pit well. bulls are great. They're such great dogs. Well, anyway, all right. So we I know you've got some weather coming and um, and all that sort of jazz. So maybe we should about get ready to cut this out. Yeah, because I, I think my I, – I, if there's a tornado warning floating around, so who knows? My power might even go out at any time. Who knows? Well, so let's uh, let, let's um, let's prepare in advance. So, Call it an evening. So we are doing – we're not doing the episode the next two weeks. 
Um, so this is our last episode for a couple of weeks. We are not going anywhere. The show is not being taken down. We are not shutting it down. We're not retiring. Um, but we are going to be gone for the next two weeks. I, I hope I hope tonight was at least, uh, you know, um, well, let's just put it this way. I hope it didn't suck. But we will we will do our thing. We will be back in a couple of weeks again. When we brought the show back, we kind of agreed we will try to do an episode every week, but there's going to be weeks we can't. This is one of those weeks we can't, and that's fine. So anyway, um, it's been fun. I'm, I'm glad we did it. I got well, a bunch of records to listen to. We'll probably be on social media next week, not like, oh, yeah. or, the, or the week after when you come here to Jersey and New York City, so... We'll be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll be around. You can still get a hold of us. Again, if you don't like us and follow us on uh, on Instagram and Facebook at the Heavy Metal Hang- Hangover, do it. Mainly, it's just you know, hey, it's how you get a hold of us. It's how we get a hold of you. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be Rex, not so much me, mainly because I don't, you know, I don't use it as often. But if it's me, you want to get a hold of the, the message will get to me and I'll respond back and all that sort of jazz. It's fun. Um, and if you got naked pictures of your old lady, send them to us. Because I want to see him. I haven't mentioned that. I feel like I haven't mentioned that in a while. Um, we have legitimately had a handful. Not a handful. We, we've had a few of our really dedicated listeners send us naked pictures of their old ladies. And it's been awesome. Like, I got to tell you. Like, do you know how great it is? I'm going to just say this for a minute, Rex, before we go. Do you know how great it is to know... That we have listeners that are literally, that have old ladies that can contribute to my spank bank. <laughs> I'm sure they're happy to know that. No, I mean, seriously, like, there's a couple of our listeners that are, li- that I, if you're listening right now, I want you to know. I have yanked it to your old lady, and it was good. I mean, it's fine. I mean, they, they, they gave me the, they knew, their old ladies knew I was going to, you know, whack it to them. They knew that. And I just want you to know, like, I did, and it was good, and I probably did a bunch of times. So if if you want to be honored <laughs> by 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 having me whip my skippy to your old lady, send them to us, you know? Just get a hold of it. We'll, 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 we'll enjoy it. It'll be good. You know, hey, they got to be legal, and it's got to be voluntary, you know? Otherwise. Like, if they look like they're sleeping in the picture, I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but as long as they're le- of legal age and they're willingly, voluntarily uh, sending me pictures, hey, send them to me. I'll enjoy it. I'll add it to the spank bank. And if they've got at least a C cup, I'm telling you right then, I'll probably yank it right then and there. Like, I don't even wait. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah. Like, right. You know, I don't care what I'm doing at the time. I will. Yeah, I don't care what I'm doing at the time. I will excuse myself to go to the other room right then and there. Uh, so just keep that in mind. It's very important that it's very important that we. If if you've learned nothing from me so far, it's that your old lady. I want to see her naked. Okay. Anyway, um, so you know, it'll be a couple of weeks till we're back. We are going to go to the Amani Marth and Ghost show next week, and you can call me out on not being a Ghost fan. I'm not. I won't be. I've seen them before. I won't be then, and I'm not now. But they sell beer at those kinds of things, and I'll see Amani Marth and uh, go out in the – as long as it's not – the weather's not crappy, I'll go out in the lawn and do the rowing thing, and then I'll come back and hang out under the pavilion when Ghost is playing and drink some beer and have a good time. And then the next night we're going to hang out in New York City and 
get drunk and cause problems. Uh, I don't know. That's all I can say. <laughs> It'll be fun. So anyway, um, I want to thank everybody for listening. It's been, as usual, a lot of fun. I missed doing the show the last couple of weeks. I will miss it for the next couple of weeks. And then when we come back, it'll be back to a normal um, schedule. And we'll do this all the time. So anyway, thank you very, very much for listening. My name is Doug. My name is Rex. And uh, we want to see naked pictures of your old lady. And otherwise, we will see you next time on another episode of the Heavy Metal Hang. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. With your beer-guzzling, head-banging hosts, Rex and Dunn.